MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the MBNA Platinum 400. Sponsored by MBNA, issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. By Chevrolet, if only everything was as dependable as a Chevy. Chevy, we'll be there. By Tenactin, tackle athletes' foot with tough Acton Tenactin. By Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. By the United Association of Union Plumbers, Pipe Fitters, and Sprinkler Fitters. Building a better tomorrow. By Bryant. Call 1-888-999-BRYANT for the dealer nearest you. Bryant, whatever it takes. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the official RV dealer of the Motor Racing Network. By Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR. Two-way communications by racing radios. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor and authorized affiliate of racing radios. And by McDonald's, we love to see you smile. The cars are rolling here at Dover International Speedway, beginning the first of three pace laps before we drop the green flag and get today's MBNA Platinum 400 underway. Three drivers failed to make the starting grid for today's race. Derek Cope, Randy Renfro, and Hermie Sadler. Here's the 43 getting ready for the start. Todd Bodine will start 43rd in the Discover card forward. The Cheerios Dodge with John Andretti will roll off 42nd. 41st, Steve Grissom. In the Georgia Pacific, Brawny Dodge, the Hills Coffee Dodge with Hut Strickland starts 40th. Dave Blaney qualify, takes a provisional, and will start in 39th position. The Jasper Engines and Transmissions Ford. The Alltail Ford with Ryan Newman qualified 38th. 37th, Terry Labonte in the Kellogg Chevrolet. 36th starter. They will be the Staff America Chevrolet for Chad Little. Jeff Green starts 35th in the America Online Chevrolet. The GM Goodrich Service Chevrolet with Kevin Harvick goes off from 34th, 33rd. Jeff Burton in the Sitco Ford. The Conseco Pontiac with Stacey Compton, 32nd. 31st, Dale Jarrett in the UPS Ford. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has the Budweiser Chevy starting 30th today. 29th is Dick Trickle. He's driving the Continental Fire and Safety Chevrolet. 28th is Joe Nemechek, the UAW Delphi Chevy. 27th, Sterling Marlin. He's in the Coors Original Dodge. Brett Bodine has the Hooters Ford. And 26th, 25th is Tony Stewart in the Home Depot Pontiac. 24th starter, Jeremy Mayfield, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. 23rd is Casey Atwood in the Sirius Satellite Radio Dodge. 22nd starter, Steve Park, the Pennzoil Chevrolet, and 21st, Rusty Wallace, the Miller Light Ford. Qualifying on Friday in 20th position was Mike Skinner in the Kodak Chevrolet. The Snyder Electric Chevrolet with Bobby Hamilton was 19th. Jimmy Spencer qualified 18th in the Target Dodge. A Chevrolet for Tony Raines will start in 17th position. 16th, Bobby Labonte in the Interstate Batteries Pontiac, the M&M's Pontiac, 15th with Ken Schrader. 14th, Ward Burton in the Caterpillar Dodge. The Pfizer Viagra Ford, Mark Martin picked up 13th position. Qualifying 12th was Robbie Gordon in the singular wireless Chevrolet in the 11th position. On Friday went to Kyle Petty in the Sprint Dodge. Starting 10th, Jimmy Johnson, the Lowe's Chevrolet. 9th is Jeff Gordon, the DuPont 200 Years Chevrolet. 8th starter, Elliot Sadler, the Motorcraft Ford. 7th, Ricky Rudd, he's in the Haviland Ford. Ricky Craven has the Tide Ford starting 6th. 5th is Kurt Busch in the Rubbermaid Ford. Michael Waltrip has his Napa Chevrolet starting 4th. 3rd, Jerry Nader do the Valvoline Max Life Pontiac. And on the front row, Bill Elliott, the Dodge Dealers UAW Dodge. On the bud pole, Matt Kenseth, the DeWalt Power Tools Ford. 
field across the line. They will take the green next time when they come back around as they swing off down into turn number one. Let's bring in another voice who will be covering the action from turn two over to turn three this afternoon from Dover, Delaware, Mike Bagley. Thank you, Barney. Good afternoon, everyone. Again, positioned on top of the enclosed grandstand here about midway down the backstretch. I'll pick the cars up when they race off turn number one into turn two and off onto the backstretch. And all weekend long, we've documented how turn two can be so treacherous. You come up out of the hill, or I should say they climb the hill. That's what the drivers refer to. The transition from the 24 degrees of banking in the corner to the 9 degrees of banking on the straightaway. They're climbing out of the hill. They've got a blind spot directly to their left. The concrete wall that wraps around if there's trouble on the back straightaway and he comes sailing up off that corner, you're going to probably not be able to avoid it because the track has a tendency to block up when there's trouble here on the back stretch. Once the drivers clear turn two, they'll make about a six-second sprint down the back straightaway then transition themselves back into the 24 degrees of banking, turns three and four. I'll cover the action off turn two and down the back straightaway here this afternoon at Dover International Speedway. Again, the cars of Matt Kenseth, Jerry Nadeau, and Kurt Busch had to go to the rear of the field. That moves Ricky Rudd up to the point. Jeff Gordon will start now third and fifth right behind him, Kyle Petty. Field works slowly behind the pace car, coming through turn number three, getting ready for the start. Up front again, the Ford of Ricky Rudd and the Dodge of Bill Elliott getting ready for the start of the MBNA Platinum 400 at Dover International Speedway. Here's Barney Hall. Sellout crowd on hand here this afternoon at Dover to watch the MBNA Platinum 400 get underway. Green flag is in the air. Ricky Rudd down at the bottom of the racetrack in the inside line gets a good start. Hustles off to turn number one. You don't want to be caught in that outside groove too long. They head over to two. That's what happened to Bill Elliott. He's going to lose the lead. Ricky Rudd now goes to the top spot. Elliott pulls his Dodge back in line in second. Jeff Gordon to third. Now side by side for fourth. Ricky Craven and Michael Waltrip battle there. Here's Bill Elliott looking to the inside of Ricky Rudd. He came up off the bottom of the racetrack just barely going into turn three. But saw Bill coming and quickly pulled back down to that lower line. They're stacked up single file trying to form a four-car breakaway in turn one. Those four cars being Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, Jeff Gordon, and Ricky Craven. Then he go about two car lengths back to Michael Walter, who's trying to hold off the advance of Elliott Sadler. Sadler now opens the inside lane, tries to squeeze down on the inside in three. Won't be able to do it. The best he can do is just kind of hold what he has for the moment at the bottom of the racetrack. Ricky Rudd kind of closed the hole, so to speak. Shuts him out there. Meanwhile, back at fifth place, pretty good scramble going on back there. That's Elliot Sadler, Michael Waltrip, Jimmy Johnson, and Kyle Petty. They're in turn two. Three, four cars now going at it for the fifth spot. Elliot Sadler now bypasses Michael Waltrip to grab fifth. They're side-by-side for sixth. Here's Jimmy Johnson down to the inside. A couple of Chevys racing side-by-side there. Michael Waltrip going into turn three a little too high. He has to come out of it momentarily. That allows Jimmy Johnson to power by, and so Jimmy Johnson picks up another spot. He's now up to the sixth position. Up front, it's Ricky Rudd leading the way by maybe a car length over Bill Elliott. And those two cars of Ricky Rudd and Bill Elliott pulling away from the Jeff Gordon, Ricky Craven third and fourth place battle. The front two now have about three car lengths to call their own. And for the moment, early going here, they're about to put four laps on the scoreboard. Everybody just kind of feeling this racetrack out to see what it's going to be like as far as the car sticking good or sticking bad. Ken Schrader's the car on the move right now. Schrader trying to get a position and pick up one somewhere about 11th or 12th spot over in turn two. Yeah, he's made his way through the field. Barney pretty good. He's going after the ninth spot now. Trying to get up under Mark Martin off turn two. Can't make the move. Schrader gets back in line off the end of the back stretch. And Jimmy Johnson picks up another position. He's just broken into the top five, getting up underneath Elliott Sadler on the 
the last lap, so he moves up another spot. Ricky Craven now on the move. He tries to go after Jeff Gordon in turn one. That's the battle for the third position. Gordon not keeping his car down to the inside of the racetrack. Opens the inside lane, gives Craven the glance. Now, here's Craven again trying to force the issue. Down low, Craven is on the charge trying to bypass Gordon. Been a good racetrack for Ricky Craven over the years. He's had some very strong runs. He pulls it off, gets himself up into third place right now. Just taking that away from Jeff Gordon as he heads back into turn number one. Let's see if he can catch the front two. Here they come now back into the corner. Ricky Craven having broken free of Jeff Gordon trying to track down the front two. Unsuccessful so far. Here's the battle for the seventh position. Michael Waltrip slides up the racetrack in turn two. Kyle Petty, Mark Martin, and others stack up there trying to bypass the Napa Chevy. Michael Waltrip apparently having a hard time holding his Napa Auto Parts Chevy at the bottom of the racetrack going into each end of this course. The car drifts up a little too high in the banking, and it's just an invitation that no one can refuse. Here's Kyle Petty trying to cash in. He goes after Michael in turn two. Michael sliding up to almost the third groove on the racetrack, giving Kyle the inside lane. Here's Kyle down low. The sprint dodge to the inside of the Napa Chevrolet. Side by side, they'll race off the end of the back stretch, but give Michael the spot for now. Been a good racetrack for Kyle Petty over the years also. Michael hung up in that high groove. Can he get around and get enough clearance to get himself down to the bottom of the speedway without Kyle taking the spot? right back. They go off to turn two. That's where traffic stacks up, Barney. Michael goes way up the racetrack this time again. Here's Kyle Petty down low. Side by side off turn two. Kyle still can't make the move. They can't afford to waste any time. They've got Mark Martin, Ward Burton, Ken Schrader. Also the car of Tony Reigns and Bobby Devani stacked up behind them. A couple more cars picking up some spots. Tony Stewart, a two-time winner here at Dover, has just picked up three or four positions. Also Sterling Marlin making the move past Robbie Gordon and Jimmy Spencer to move up another spot. The race for seventh again is on in turn two. Kyle Petty now gets a fender out in front. He'll bypass Michael Waltrip off the uh, turn two, exit of turn two, that is. So give Kyle Petty the spot. Here goes Mark Martin to work on Michael Waltrip. There are six cars locked up in that scramble that we're talking about. Kyle Petty currently has the position as they work off the corner and head back into the front straightaway. Mark Martin is locked up in that also along with Michael Waltrip, Ward Burton, Kenny Schrader, and Bobby Labonte. That's a good race over in turn two. Michael Waltrip again goes up the racetrack. He opens the inside lane for the cat dodge of Ward Burton. Burton is there. Meanwhile, in front of them, here comes Mark Martin to the inside. He'll bypass Kyle Petty off the end of the back straightaway. Mark Martin saw that opening, just dove down to the inside of the track and picked up the spot. Further back, Ward Burton will advance as he, too, goes up underneath Michael Waltrip's car and grabs a spot. Just behind them, Bobby Labonte on the move. He's going after Ken Schrader in turn one. Schrader can't keep his car down to the inside. That gives Bobby Labonte the invitation to try to take away the inside lane. He'll do that off turn two. Now Rusty Wallace enters the mix as well. Here's Wallace now going to try the outside attack on Bobby Labonte in three. A lot of cars are having to run that high groove up through three and four, but they're making it work and gaining positions right now as, again, Bobby Labonte's cars at the bottom should be the quick way around, but he's going to lose another spot or two. Quickest car on the racetrack right now could be Jimmy Johnson. He's up to third in turn three. Jimmy Johnson now starting to make some move towards the front. He's trying to track down Ricky Craven. Craven is in the process of trying to track down Bill Elliott. We've completed 12 laps of 400 in today's event. Another driver doing a great job back there is Tony Raines in his first ever NASCAR Winston Cup start. He's still running in the 15th position. Ricky Rudd leads. Bill Elliott is second. Ricky Craven third. Jimmy Johnson fourth. And Jeff Gordon is fifth. This week is Driding Week on MRN as we get ready for the Driding Doubleheader Weekend at Dover's Monster Mile. Learn more about the complete line of automotive, commercial, and industrial lubricants at Driding.com. Driding, the hardest working brand in heavy-duty lubrication. 
citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. At Dover International Speedway, we've just had our first lead change of the day. Bill Elliott squeezed by Ricky Rudd to take the top spot. And on that same lap, our first caution of the day, apparently Barney for debris spotted here on the front straightaway. Now the safety trucks are out here on the racetrack just to pass the start-finish line. Some uh, debris on the racetrack puts them under yellow. We're looking up in turn four to see if they will take advantage of this first caution flag. Only 19 laps about to be completed. But, yes, indeed, here comes everybody on to pit road to duck in and kind of check tires and anything else they need to do under this first caution of the day. Bill Elliott leads him down. Ricky Rudd right in behind him. Then Ricky Craven and Jimmy Johnson as the field swings into the pits. Winston Kelly. Elliott Sadler, one of the first guys on the midsection of pit road coming in just in front of him. Rusty Wallace. There comes Ted Schrader. Tony Schultz going to swing in front of them. Here comes Bobby Labonte. Looks like they're going to all take four tires. See if there's any tire strategy here on the midsection of pit road so far. Everybody looked like they're taking four tires. Now down to Jim Phillips. Now Ricky Rudd is in a track bar adjustment for him to make the car turn a little better. Also in is Matt Kinsis who had to go to the rear of the field. Bill Elliott is in. Jerry Ledoux is in down here. Kyle Petty is in. Kurt Busch is in. Jimmy Johnson, Ward Burton, Ricky Craven, and also the car of Michael Waltrip, now to Adam Alexander. Sterling Marlin, who's picked up 12 spots in the early going, made a pit stop. Four tires and fuel for him. Jeff Burton was in. Stacy Compton makes a stop. Dale Earnhardt Jr., Kevin Harvick, Dale Jarrett, Hutch Strickland, Terry Labonte, and Brett Bodine all making stops on the back end of the pit lane. Today's broadcast of the MBNA Platinum 400 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Dover International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Bill Elliott's team get him back onto the racetrack. Out of everybody that pitted, I believe the only car that did not pit is John Andretti, so John is going to be shown as the leader. Bill Elliott came off pit road first, so he'll now be second. Kenny Schrader's crew did a great job to get him back out there. Kenny comes out in third, Ricky Rudd fourth, Elliot Sadler is fifth, Ricky Craven would be sixth, Mark Martin seventh, Jimmy Johnson eighth, Jeff Gordon ninth, and Casey Atwood make up the top ten after this round of pit stops. Very fast stop by Ken Schrader. His crew got him out second fastest. Winston Kelly, what do they do? As a two-tire stop for the Eminem Pontiac, and that'll do it. Got him out very quick. We're going to also check on the same situation with the Wood Brothers team and see what they did. Elliot Sadler driving the Wood Brothers machine moved up to the fifth position after that stop. Mark Martin moved up to the seventh spot. Casey Atwood up to tenth. Let's take you down the running order here of uh, the top 20 cars anyway on our AutoZone leaderboard. At lap number 20, John Andretti is now the race leader as we have the one-to-go signal before we go back under the green flag. Andretti leads. Bill Elliott is second. Ken Schrader is third. Ricky Rudd fourth. Elliott Sadler fifth. Sixth is Ricky Craven. Mark Martin is seventh. Jimmy Johnson eighth. Jeff Gordon is ninth. Casey Atwood is tenth. Ward Burton, 11th. Michael Waltrip, 12th. Joe Nemechek is 13th. Rusty Wallace, 14th. Sterling Marlin, 15th. 16th is Jeff Burton. Kyle Petty is 17th. Mike Skinner, 18th. Tony Stewart, 19th. And Bobby Labonte now is in 20th. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Field getting the indication they will get the green flag in one more lap around as they swing off into turn number one. We're watching Matt Kenseth's progress as he had to start back toward the tail end of the field a little bit uh, 
in the first couple of laps, he just kind of played it cool until everybody separated out a little bit, give himself some running room there, and then he started moving up. And, Joe, he had picked up about nine positions just before this caution flag came out. And now coming on to pit road, John Andretti. Yeah, John gives up the lead, comes in and makes his stop. So Bill Elliott now cycles back around as the race leader here on lap number 21. So our first caution of the day coming out as a result of debris spotted on the racetrack here on the front straightaway. And already we've had three lead changes among three drivers. Ricky Rudd started on the pole for today's race. After a bud pole winner, Matt Kenseth had to go to the rear for changing an engine. Bill Elliott took over on lap 17. John Andretti stayed out when the caution came out and led one lap before coming back in and making his stop. And now Bill Elliott again is the race leader as the safety car leads the field back into turn three. It's Elliott, Ken Schrader now second, Ricky Rudd third, Elliott Sadler fourth, and Ricky Craven fifth. Rest of the front ten are Mark Martin, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon, Casey Atwood, and Ward Burton. Single file restart, pace car behind pit wall. They come off turn number four looking for the green flag led by Bill Elliott. Green flag goes in the air. He gets away by a couple of car lengths at the start-finish line. Schrader didn't, was not able to hang with him. In fact, Schrader's going to get a challenge for second place as they head over to turn two. Yeah, Ricky Craven comes blasting from nowhere by Elliott Sadler, by Ricky Rudd, by Ken Schrader. Ricky Craven now goes to second. Challenge on for third. Ricky Rudd changes lanes, drops down to the inside of Ken Schrader off the end of the back stretch. Battling for the third spot, side by side. Ricky Rudd down on the bottom of the track. Ken Schrader up on the high side of the track and some damage on the tide forward, but Ricky Craven, but it's not slowing him down. He's in second and is chasing down Bill Elliott. He's in hot pursuit. He's behind Elliott by about two, maybe three car lengths coming off the uh, exit of turn number two. Those two will pull away from Ricky Rudd by about maybe three car lengths, and the traffic stacks up from Elliott Sattler, who runs fourth on back. Yeah, from fourth on back is where the real heat's being turned up right now as they come off the corner and head back into the front straightaway. Bill Elliott continues to lead by about three or four advantage, car length advantages over everybody else. Change for fourth place right now in turn one. Mark Martin opens the inside lane, bypasses Elliott Sattler before they get to the corner. Now the lane is left open. Here comes Jimmy Johnson down low. He, too, will bypass Elliott Sattler. Behind Sattler, Jeff Gordon on the march. He, too, trying to get out of the inside of some traffic. Gordon pulls even with Ken Schrader coming back off turn number four. Tries to squeeze by that car. Stacked up behind him is Casey Atwood. Ward Burton is there and Michael Waltrip as well. Let's follow that battle as they work back to one. Racing for the seventh position, coming into the corner. Gordon now with a fender out in front of Schrader will grab that seventh spot. Schrader trying to pull his machine back down to the inside. Sees Casey Atwood closing in. Schrader moves drivers left to block. Keeps Atwood at bay for now. Seen a couple of cars in the early going that were able to pass, pull off a pass in that high groove. But for the most part, unless you're at the bottom of the racetrack, you're not going to make too many passes going through these corners. We have completed 26 laps. Bill Elliott, Ricky Rudd, Ricky Craven, Mark Martin, and Jimmy Johnson, the top five. Elliott Sadler, six. And from there on back, that's where the hard racing is going on in turn three. Behind Elliott Sadler, you got Jeff Gordon. Now side-by-side behind him. Casey Atwood on the charge. Schrader sliding up the racetrack. Here's Atwood on the move down low. Atwood's got it hooked up on the bottom of the racetrack. Early in this event, he's strong. But now he faces a challenge. Nearly three wide at the start-finish line. Ward Burton drives to the bottom of the track, trying to get by Casey Atwood. Atwood had to come out of the gap. Leaves the lane open for Ward Burton. Burton can't make the charge. And now you got Michael Waltrip on the move. Here's Rusty Wallace behind Waltrip. Feels a challenge from Sterling Marlin on the inside lane in turn three. Yeah, Sterling Marlin trying to move up and get a good finish here and protect his point lead. He currently would be in 13th position. Then Jeff Burton, Mike Skinner, Joe Nemechek, Kyle Petty, and Tony Stewart locked up in that scramble. Also, Steve Park trying to move up a notch or two as they all head over to turn two. Watching the race for the eighth spot. Coming back into the corner. Casey Atwood able to regroup now. Trying to take that spot. 
spot away from Schrader. Won't work on the back straightaway. Now Ward Burton behind Atwood changes lanes. He tries to sneak a peek down low. That won't work well either. Closer to the front, a change for third. Mark Martin gets by the Ricky Craven car, so move him up to the third position. Back for seventh still. That's a hornet's nest in turn one. Here's Ken Schrader sliding up the racetrack again. Atwood trying to make a move down low. Can't quite make it stick. Atwood's got Ward Burton on his back bumper. Sterling Marlin, Rusty Wallace, Michael Waltrip, Mike Skinner, and Jeff Burton all stacked up behind. And it is a seven-car breakaway at the front of the field. The front seven have a pretty good advantage on everybody else where this hard racing we're talking about back at eighth place is going on. Casey Atwood and Kenny Schrader still going at it right now. And Jimmy Johnson continues his march to the front off turn two. Jimmy Johnson running in the fifth spot, trying to take the fourth position away from Ricky Craven. For now, Johnson will settle down and ride single file until Craven slides up the racetrack big time in turn three. Here's Jimmy Johnson on the move again. He drives down to the inside of Ricky Craven. We'll follow up in a moment and see if maybe the damage that Craven has on the tide forward is causing him problems. Meanwhile, problems for Jerry Nadeau. He crashed his primary car in the final practice yesterday. Had to go to the rear of the field after qualifying third. Now he's in his pit stall in front of Jim Phillips. Well, he thinks he has a flat tire, Joe. Uh, the right, he's not really sure which one it is. I just, they changed the right side tires, though, and not the left sides, but Jerry Nadeau thought he had a tire going down. Leaders now closing in on Nadeau as he tries quickly to come up to speed, coming off turn number two. It is Bill Elliott who looks back and sees Ricky Rudd starting to close in again. Right on the charge off turn two and onto the back straightaway. The front two separated by about three, maybe four car lengths. They go sailing past Jerry Nadeau's lap machine down to the inside of the racetrack. Field works off turn number four, back to the start-finish line. Bill Elliott shows the way, just 32 laps in. Ricky Rudd is second, Mark Martin third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Ricky Craven is fifth. We're just 39 laps in to the MBNA Platinum 400 here at Dover International Speedway. Already five lead changes among three drivers, most recently Ricky Rudd taking the top spot. The battle now just behind him for the second position as they race over to turn number three. It's Bill Elliott trying to hold off Mark Martin. Mark Martin dives underneath the lap car of Johnny of, uh, Jerry Nadeau, that is, gets by that machine, follows Bill Elliott's tire tracks, and Jimmy Johnson is in that pack as well in turn one. Close call just a lap ago. Jerry Nadeau trying to get out of the way. Mark Martin is on the charge. He's bypassed Nadeau. Left him by about a car length and a half, maybe two. Now he's going to work on Elliott. Racing for the second spot. Off the end of the backstretch, here's Mark Martin on the move to the inside. Yeah, we got some of the senior citizens, so to speak, up there right now, leading the field here at Dover. Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, and Mark Martin, the top three for the moment as they swing back into turn number one. Then Jimmy Johnson, the younger generation has moved up into fourth place. Jeff Gordon falls back to fifth. They're all in turn two. Watching Jimmy Johnson, see what kind of moves he's going to make coming off turn number two. Thought about taking a look down to the inside. He'll get in line on the back straightaway. Now Elliott slides wide, gives Johnson the look in three. Meanwhile, Ricky Craven has fallen back to the eighth position. Jim Phillips, what's going on with the Tide Four team? Well, Joey's got some damage. He's up here and ask his crew chief, Mike Beam, how much it's hurting him. He's calling out the lap times to Ricky Craven. Trouble in turn three. Two cars into the outside retaining wall. The caution flag is going to come out for the second time this afternoon as two cars break loose and slam into the outside wall up in turn number three. It appears that one is Todd Bodine, the new Discover Card sponsorship of the Haas Carter team machine, and the other machine is the uh, 25, the UAW Delphi car out of uh, the Hendrick Motorsports stables getting together up in turn number three. Joe Nemechek uh, in the 25 car there. Todd's able to drive away, but Nemechek still sitting on the edge of the racetrack. 
Caution is on the speedway. Second time this afternoon. It comes out at lap 42. Mike Bagley, did you have a chance to see that? Yeah, Barney, when I looked up, both cars were spinning and up into the outside wall. Hard to tell if there was contact there, but they made hard contact. They were able to bring their cars down the racetrack, and now uh, Joe Nemechek has been able to drive away, so both cars able to drive away from the accident scene in turns three and four. Yellow flag out for the second time this afternoon at lap 42 again. Ricky Rudd did not lose the lead, was able to hang on to it. Mark Martin still rides second. Jimmy Johnson has picked his way up to third. Boy, he is driving the wheels off that thing like he has for the last six or seven races. Bill Elliott is fourth, and Jeff Gordon is fifth. Pacecar has the field in tow up in turns three and four, and very likely we'll see everybody dive on the pit road again. Joe Nemechek uh, takes his car down the pit lane. A lot of damage on the side of the UAW Delphi Chevrolet. He tried to make the turn into the garage here, it appears. Winston Kelly standing by looking on. Well, they've got a little bit of a fire out of the rear of the machine. Looks like uh, he's got... uh a little bit of fire from where the fuel cell would be, but the fuel cell completely intact. The fire workers are on the car immediately to extinguish the blaze. Joe Nemechek getting out of the car, but he's not in harm's way. Just a little bit of what it may have been just some rubber that got onto one of the hot areas, uh, the brake ducts or something like that. So uh, Joe Nemechek crawling out with the damage very extensive on his machine. Let's go back and see what the story was on Ricky Craven. Jim Phillips. Hey, uh, uh, crew chief Mike Beams uh, talking over with him. Uh, right now, Mike, you got you got some damage. How much did it hurt you? It's killing us right now. You've got a big hole in the right front fender, you know, so it made the car really tight there. So we're just going to try to fix it here. So they, uh, it is hurting Ricky Craven, like you said, Joey. Dropped back some, and uh, anytime here at Dover, the car won't turn down the hill. You're in trouble. Yeah, if you don't have a car that will handle it, Dover, you it's going to be a long, long day. Ricky Rudd leads. We're back at the Dover International Speedway. Ricky Rudd leads under caution. Now, pit road has been closed while all this is going on down there. The fire on pit road and cleaning up, so I don't know if it's going to be open this time or not. I believe it will. But Ricky Rudd leads under this caution. Mark Martin is second. Jimmy Johnson has worked his way up to third. Bill Elliott's fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. Elliott Sadler sixth. Ricky Craven is seventh. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Sterling Marlin is ninth. And Casey Atwood is tenth. I don't know if you spent any time talking Sterling this weekend or not, Joe. I had a chance to chat with him a little bit. And they really, he knows they need to turn the wick up and get things going to protect that point lead they've got. Things were going so good for them in the first part of the season, but yet it's gone downhill in the last uh, several weeks particularly, and they know they've got to turn up the wick or they can lose that uh, championship point lead, which is not that much right now, 111 points it is right now over uh, the second-place man of Mark Martin. Field is on pit road, making their stops here at lap 47. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Mark Martin's crew come to a stop just behind where Joe Nemechek's car was. They're going down around and a half on the right rear of the machine, trying to tighten it up just a little bit, just in front of Elliot Sadler, who had a great four-tire stop the last time. They've got a little bit of problem. Problems on the left front this time, so they're going to lose some time after a good stop last time. Mark Martin, the first down and away. There goes Sadler and everybody else to Jim Phillips. Ricky Rudd is in down here west along with Jeff Gordon, Kyle Petty. Ward Burton is in. Kurt Bush is in. We also have Matt Kinsett in. Bill Elliott in. Michael Walter. And Craven is in trying to get some of that fender fixed. They have tape put on it. Now let's go up to Adam Alexander. Sterling Marlin making a pit stop on the back end of the pit lane along with Brett Bodine. Dick Trickle was in. Dale Earnhardt Jr. making a pit stop. Stacy Compton, Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick was on the pit lane along with Hutt Strickland, Dave Blaney, and also making pit stops on lap 49. John Andretti, excuse me, lap 47, all getting four tires and 76 racing gasoline. Tell you what, these pit crews are getting it done here this afternoon. 
afternoon. Mark Martin comes out first this time. Ricky Rudd gets out right behind him in the number two position. That's the way they should restart here shortly. Then Jimmy Johnson's crew gets him back out third, followed by Bill Elliott. Then it'll be uh, Jeff Green moving up to the sixth position for the restart. Rusty Wallace seventh, Sterling Marlin eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, and Jeff Gordon tenth. Mike Skinner's moved up to the 11th after the start, uh, the stop, that is. Casey Atwood, 12th. Kyle Petty, 13th. Further back, you've got the cars of Elliot Sadler, Michael Waltrip, uh, Robbie Gordon, and Steve Park. We'll have a complete rundown once they reset after the stop. Again, this caution coming out after the cars of Joe Nemechek and Todd Bodine got together over in turn number three, hit the outside retaining wall. Todd was able to continue in his car. However, Nemechek's machine, the UAW Delphi Chevrolet, has been taken to the NASCAR Winston Cup garage. Boy, the attrition rate uh, has taken a lot of equipment out here this weekend in the two races that have been completed the uh, nascar craftsman trucks here on friday running saw a lot of guys in the garage area when that one came down and quite a few guys were out yesterday in the bush event also it's because this is such a tough racetrack it is Uh, you know every time you come here no matter what series you're racing in trucks bush series or winston cup this uh, racetrack will grind you up and we're just early in the running of this race today already we've lost one car that is the machine of joe nemechek and we have one two three cars that are not on the lead lap already jerry nadu in the valvoline Pontiac, Steve Grissom, and Todd Bodine all shown one lap down from the race leaders. Here they come off turn number four, back to the start-finish line, now seeing the signal. One to go before the green flies again here at Dover International Speedway. Mark Martin, now the race leader, the fourth different driver to lead today's race. Ricky Rudd is second, Jimmy Johnson is third, Bill Elliott fourth, and Jeff Green is fifth. That was a great stop for those guys. Rusty Wallace is now in sixth, seventh is Sterling Marlin, eighth is Tony Stewart, ninth is Jeff Gordon, and running tenth now, Mike Skinner. Back to Pitt Road. He talked about the great stop for Jeff Green. The reason is they took only right side tires. So did Kevin Harvick. So did Stacey Compton, all trying to get track position in the early going at Dover, and also some problems for Stacey Compton, their team having radio communication problems, the radio between the crew and the driver cutting in and out talking about some of richard childress's teams joe they've uh, they are really making some changes over there richard is determined to get back in the hunt for the championship and get his cars running up front and be a contender to win every week swapping around some of the crew members from the 29 car to the 31 car hoping that will make some changes sort of like what uh, jack roush did last year with uh, the number six and 97 machines of mark martin and kurt bush respectively and it paid off for those guys that came back and won races uh, since that change was made so richard childress trying to make adjustments to get the chemistry right if you will in two of his NASCAR Winston Cup teams. Here comes the field now, forming up for the restart at lap number 50 with Mark Martin, now the race leader, starting to pull away from Ricky Rudd. On the inside of the track, the lap cars. Down there is Jerry Nadeau and the machine of Steve Grissom. Here they come back into the corner. Steve Grissom trying to make some moves, running in behind Jerry Nadeau. Nadeau himself trying to make some maneuvers, trying to get back on the lead lap. Not going to happen, though. Mark Martin leads the field down the back straightaway. Now Ricky Rudd has the the Nadeau lap car in front of him, uh, his car between himself and Mark Martin. And some of those cars from fifth place on back having to negotiate around some of that lap traffic down to the inside, even though there's only three cars there. They have the inside groove, and that's the quick way around the speedway. Now a breakaway at the front of the field among the front four. Jimmy Johnson getting a little edgy. He wants another position. Can he get it? He's open the inside lane on the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson on the move, trying to bypass Ricky Rudd and take the second spot in turn three. Rudd's got it nailed down to the bottom of the racetrack, trying to protect that lane. Further back, Sterling Marlin picks up a spot. Rusty Wallace went a little too wide going into turn three. Sterling got by. Tony Stewart as well pulls up. He'll try to make the pass in turn one. Here's Jeff Green sliding up to the outside of the racetrack. He'll race alongside Tony Stewart in turn two. Now Stewart sets his sights on Rusty Wallace, but Stewart can't get rid 
of Jeff Green. They still race side by side off the end of the back stretch. Good scramble over there as they come in and turn four, head back into the straightaway. Tony Stewart trying to get his way to the front of the field. As we said when we first came on, Tony's got some of the best finishing records, of, or a record, I should say, of any driver that's been here. Even though he's only competed in six races at this racetrack, he's finished up in the top five or six every time he's been here. Wow, back at second place, almost a scramble over there into the wall. Ricky Rudd now finally getting by some of the lap traffic, almost making contact with Jerry Nadeau, still feeling the heat from Jimmy Johnson in four. Yeah, they lead on one another a bit. Nadeau trying to stay in front of Ricky Rudd, trying to chase down the race leader, Mark Martin, to have a chance of getting back on the tail end of the lead lap. Here goes Rudd now finally clearing Nadeau in turn two. Nadeau slides up the racetrack. The inside lane opens for Ricky Rudd. It also opens for Jimmy Johnson. Johnson bypasses Todd Bodine, now tries to go to work on Jerry Nadeau off the end of the back stretch. Yeah, Jerry's not about to lift and give anybody a break because he wants to get himself back in this the hunt this afternoon, having to make that unscheduled pit stop with a cut tire here a little bit ago. So he wants to keep the leader in sight in case there does a caution come out. He wants to be in a position to get his lap back. Now he's going to lose another spot there, have to feed a little bit more toward the front of the field as Jimmy Johnson gets under him, sets sail to try and catch the top two in turn three. Problem is, Nadeau can't keep his car down to the inside of the racetrack. The lane is open for Johnson to go by. Todd Bodine, Bill Elliott, also others stacking up behind him. Further back, good race as Rusty Wallace is busy trying to hold off Tony Stewart. That's going on for the sixth position. Let's follow that race back to turn one. Right now, Rusty has the sixth spot. Tony Stewart now in seventh. Here's Jeff Gordon in eighth, all making moves to the inside of the lap car of Steve Grissom. Single file. That battle from sixth and seventh works on to turn number three. Rudd now, or actually that's Rusty Wallace, has about a car length between himself and Stewart. Yeah, Rusty's determined that he's going to get his program turned around. He's had a fairly good season, but he wants to be in the hunt for the championship, but he's not that far out points-wise if he can come up with consistent top finishes, top five and top six finishes for the next several races. He'll be right up at the front of the field. Let's run you back through the top 15 real quick. Mark Martin leads Ricky Rudd second. Jimmy Johnson still running a strong third. Bill Elliott's back to fourth. Sterling Marlin having a good day. Sterling is fifth. Rusty Wallace now up to sixth. Tony Stewart seventh. Jeff Gordon's eighth. Jeff Green is ninth. Mike Skinner's tenth. Casey Atwood runs 11th. Jeff Burton is 12th. Elliott Sadler is 13th. 14th, Kyle Petty and Michael Walker make up the top 15. The scramble right now is going to be back at about fourth and fifth place as they head to three. They come now onto the back straightaway. Bill Elliott running in the fourth spot, feeling the challenge from Sterling Marlin. Both cars climbing the banking and dealing with lap traffic. Even further back, you've got the Fords of Elliott Sadler and Jeff Burton racing side by side. Burton had a very close call in the opening stages of the race. I guess we're about 10 or 15 laps into it. Got up out of the groove in turn three and came very close to slapping the wall up in turn number three. He's recovered from that. They've made adjustments. Now he's running in the 13th position. Jeff Burton, the only driver in the Roush racing camp who hasn't won a race yet this year. It seems kind of strange to be able to say that. Yeah, it really does because he is so good at almost all the racetracks we've been to. He's got some good tracks coming up and don't count him out. He should be in victory lane. He says he will be or feels like he can be before we reach the halfway point when we go back to Daytona in July. Let's go to pit road. Let's talk to Joe Nemechek. Joe, a hard lick out there. What happened? Well, I'm pretty frustrated right now. Uh, It's a bad day for this whole uh, UAW Delphi Chevrolet team. Uh, I don't know, Todd Bodine, he just, he got into me on the backstretch, and I've been on the outside of him. He knew I was there, but uh, evidently he thought he had more room than he did, and got me turned on the backstretch, and just kind of helped me along when I got to turn three. Uh, it's a shame, you know, just trying to do a good job. We had a good car. Um, just shouldn't be happening that early, you know. He, he needs to pay attention to where the hell he's at on the racetrack. Is there any way you can get this thing back in? It's badly mangled. No, I think it's pretty much done. Um, 
Yeah, you know, basically the fuel cell is killed in it, so you can't go anywhere without gas. That's exactly right. That's Joe Nemechek out this afternoon. 62 laps are complete here at Dover. Today's broadcast of the MVNA Platinum 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. By McDonald's, we love to see you smile. By Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. And by the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. We're back at Dover. Pretty good scramble going on right now for 10th place. That's Mike Skinner has it. Elliott Sadler and Kyle Petty would like to take it away as they go off turn two. Mike Skinner slides up the racetrack, gives Elliott Sadler the look. Sadler now will take the spot off the end of the back chute. Kyle Petty was in the mix, but he's fallen back by about two car lengths. Kyle nearly slapped the wall that time coming up off turn number two. His car just kicked up a little bit. He just maybe even grazed the wall coming off the second corner, but he saved the machine, lost several positions, but still has uh, his uh, run going strong. Mark Martin is the race leader now by nearly a full second over Jimmy Johnson who's taken over the second spot. He's a guy we're going to need to keep a watch on here closely because he's moving up. Ricky Rudd is third, Bill Elliott fourth, Sterling Marlin fifth. Rest of the top ten now are Tony Stewart, Jeff Gordon, Rusty Wallace, Jeff Green, and Elliott Sadler. That is the top ten here at lap 71. Jeremy Mayfield is on pit road making an unscheduled stop. Let's cover that one. Jimmy Crow going to go to work on the right side of the machine to try to determine exactly what the problem is. He didn't give the crew a whole lot of warning that he's coming in. Now they're going to go around change the left side tires. Jeremy Mayfield with an apparent tire problem on the Dodge. We'll get a follow-up for you in just a moment, Joe. going to be a long day now for Jeremy. He's going a lap down as the field goes swinging by as he heads off into turn number one. 72 laps are on the scoreboard. For Mark Martin, it's a cakewalk for the moment, except Jimmy Johnson is about to run him down. Jimmy, a moment ago, picked up about two-tenths of a second in a couple of laps around the speedway, and he is on the prowl. As they head back into turn number one, Mark's going to catch the tail end of the field also here in about another four laps. They go over to two. Watching Jimmy Johnson making some moves, Barney. His car's been glued to the inside of the racetrack, and that's where he is right now, off onto the back stretch. Johnson now has about seven, maybe eight car lengths to make up before he can get up there and challenge Mark Martin for the lead. How many times do we see here at Dover International Speedway when a guy gets out front, he just runs away and leaves everybody, and if somebody can chase him down by theirself like what Jimmy Johnson is doing, that says strength. Yeah, he's got, the, he's got a car that will handle, and it's obvious he's got plenty of horsepower. Again, he picks up another two or three car links on the leader, about to reel him in over in turn three. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson is ready to pounce. He's closing in on Mark Martin. Martin looks at the front of his uh, race car, sees the car of Dick Trickle and also the car of Chad Little. They'll be closing in on shortly. Mark Martin comes across the line, clocks up number 75 of 400 laps here today. His lead is now six-tenths of a second over Jimmy Johnson, just about to start talking car, car links, and it's down to a about five off turn two. Here's Johnson again off onto the back chute, closing in on Mark Martin, watching Martin's progress. His car not sticking at the bottom, but his lane is good. He's about a half groove off the bottom in the middle of the corners. Jimmy Johnson trying to reel in the leader, get up there and put a charge on and lead some laps in this thing himself. He's been very strong the last two or three races. Mark Martin hangs in there at lap 76, takes him back over to turn two. And Jimmy Johnson, well, he hasn't lost that much. He didn't lose any that time. Might have gained one car length. They go back into turn three. Jimmy Johnson's been in Mark Martin's tire tracks, Barney. They dive down into the corner, then slide up about a half lane. Johnson just following Martin, but closing in slowly but surely. Let's pick up the race for the fifth position. Sterling Marlin has it, but not for long. Here's Jeff Gordon. 
diving to the inside of Marlin, who washed wide in turn three. Gordon now gets into the top five for the first time today. Marlin falls back in line in the sixth spot. Let's follow out and back to turn two. Sterling Marlin's not been able to keep his car down to the inside, Joe, and that's what aided Jeff Gordon in taking that spot away. Now Gordon is starting to pull away by about a car length, maybe two. And Tony Stewart, that had been a three-car fight for that spot, but Stewart's lost some ground fighting with some lap traffic. Again, Mark Martin leads at lap 78. Jimmy Johnson trying to chase him down. He's about three and a half car lengths behind the leader, Mark Martin. Ricky Rudd is about two and seven-tenths seconds behind that trying to get up there. He is third. Bill Elliott's fourth. Jeff Gordon is fifth. Sterling Marlin rides sixth. Tony Stewart is now seventh. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Jeff Green is ninth. And Elliott Sadler is up to tenth. Let's take a swing down pit road and see what kind of stories are developing down there. First to Jim Phillips. Well, Jimmy Johnson is really pleased with his car. Right now, Joe, even though he still gets that arrow push that we talk about so much. The car of Kyle Petty, evidently no damage when he got close to the wall, but he scraped it just a little bit. He didn't complain any at all. Most of these cars down here on this end of the pit lane just won't turn in the center of the corner as well as they would like. Weston Kelly. Well, Mark Martin's very pleased with his car. He was just a little bit loose before that last run and said very little. Same thing for Elliott Sadler. He said almost nothing on the Jeremy Mayfield car. Haven't determined exactly what the problem is. Jeremy was extremely loose. They think they're concentrating on one of the wheels that came off the car. The wheel that came off of the left rear of the machine, it looks like they may have rounded out one of the holes that holds the tire onto the lug nuts. So that may be the problem for Jeremy Mayfield. They still haven't determined exactly what the problem is. He thought he saw the tire going down. It was extremely loose. So he decided he'd rather be safe rather than sorry. Adam Alexander. One of the fastest cars on the back end of the pit lane is Sterling Marlin. He started 27th today, but the current Winston Cup points leader has been as high as fifth, currently running in the sixth position. Sterling says the car has been pretty good here this afternoon. A couple of guys who have used some pitch strategy to make their way to the front of the field. Jeff Green currently running ninth, and Kevin Harvick currently in the 12th position. Both took on two tires in that last pit stop at lap 47, both in the top 15. And also Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, and Dale started at the back of the pack or outside the top 25 all have made their way inside the top 25 and continue to progress to the front but joe we got a lot of guys who normally would be up in that lead pack or somewhere toward the front of the field now struggling back there although we're very early in the event here this afternoon michael waltrip jimmy spencer ward burton some of the drivers that are outside the top 25. Yeah, Matt Kenseth is one, of course, who had uh, the fastest qualifying lap here on Friday afternoon, but after making an engine change, had to go to the rear of the field. Kind of figured he would be a little closer to the front by now, but Kenseth has only made it up to 21st, and I don't think we've mentioned the name Dale Earnhardt Jr. all afternoon. He's still back there in the 24th position. Let's go back downstairs. We talk about Matt Kenseth. Now his car is uh, the one I talked about a while ago, Joe. His car is extremely loose. Back in wants to come around on him, and he's having trouble passing cars, but they tried to set it up so when he come up behind the car that the car wouldn't go up the racetrack, and a little bit over-adjustment, plus it's rather hot today, too. 
you don't have a car that will handle it, Dover, you're in big trouble all day long. Mark Martin's about to catch a lot of traffic over in turn three. He has caught the tail end of the field, Barney. He's already gone by Dave Marcus, or actually the car of Dick Trickle, Chad Little, Hutch Strickland. Now he's closing in on Brett Bodine and others. Right up on the rear deck of the Hooters Ford as he hauls it off into turn number one. Got Tony Raines just ahead of Brett Bodine's car. He's watching a couple of interesting battles further back in the pack for a while. It was a very spirited battle going on for the 18th position. Casey Atwood there trying to hold off Steve Park. Park was up alongside. They nearly squeezed into the wall over in turn four. A little further back, Ricky Craven got by Ryan Newman. And right now it's Newman and Jeff Burton side by side in turn two. Yeah, Ryan Newman's been, uh, I guess, being beaten up a little bit here. He's been bouncing off of some race cars. He and Craven made some contact a few laps ago. Now Jeff Burton races up alongside. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in that battle there for a moment. For now, Newman will win that uh, battle between himself and Burton. Earnhardt Jr. trying to get a piece of that also as they come off turn number four. He gets in front of Jeff Burton as they swing back into turn number one. In fact, there's about seven or eight cars in that pack that would like to get a little bit closer to the front. Bobby Hamilton, Mike Skinner, Ryan Newman, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Jeff Burton, and Bobby Labonte all going at it. And that's still a good race going into turn three. Here they come off the end of the back straightaway. Bobby Labonte trying to hold off Terry Labonte. Labonte slides up the racetrack. Terry, that is. The inside lane is left open for Ken Schrader in turn four. Meanwhile, Mark Martin continues to lead, continues working his way through traffic, which is allowing Jimmy Johnson to close in even more. Good race is going to be shaping up for the lead here in just moments. We've completed 89 laps. Mark Martin's lead is growing again, up to nearly a full second now over Jimmy Johnson once he's worked his way through some of the traffic. Ricky Rudd still runs in third, Bill Elliott fourth, and fifth is Jeff Gordon. Only one car in the top 20 advancing over the last few laps. Kurt Busch has just picked up a spot. He's now up to the 13th position. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio is bringing you live coverage of the 13th race of the 2002 season for the NASCAR Winston Cup Series, the MBNA Platinum 400 at the Dover International Speedway. I'm Joe Moore along with Barney Hall. Mike Bagley covering the action for MRN Radio today in the turns. Along pit road is Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Adam Alexander. We've completed 97 of 400 laps, six lead changes among four drivers. Only two cautions have waved so far. The first on lap 17 when Debris was spotted on the racetrack. And then on lap 43, Joe Nemechek and Todd Bodine hit the wall. Nemechek's car was eliminated as a result of that crash. Again, Mark Martin leads. Jimmy Johnson is second. Ricky Rudd third. Bill Elliott fourth. And Jeff Gordon is fifth. Taking you further down the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 98. Sixth is Sterling Marlin. Seventh is Tony Stewart. Rusty Wallace is eighth. Kyle Petty ninth. And Elliott Sadler is now in tenth. Eleventh is Bobby Hamilton. Twelfth is Jeff Green. Kurt Busch is 13th, Robbie Gordon is 14th, Kevin Harvick 15th, Dale Jarrett is now running in 16th with Mike Skinner in 17th, Casey Atwood 18th, Steve Park 19th, and Ricky Craven back up to 20th. Matt Kenseth is 21st, Ryan Newman is 22nd, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 23rd, Terry Labonte 24th, and Ken Schrader is now in 25th. Jeff Burton is 26th, 27th is Bobby Labonte, Michael Waltrip is 28th, and Jimmy Spencer 29th, Dave Blaney runs in 30th, Stacy Compton's 31st, 32nd is Tony Raines, 33rd is Ward Burton, 34th is Brett Bodine, 35th is John Andretti, and 36th now Hut Strickland, Chad Little is 37th, Dick Trickle is 38th, Todd Bodine 39th, Jerry Nadeau 40th, Steve Grissom is 41st, Jeremy Mayfield 42nd, and the one car out of the race, Joe Nemechek, shown in 43rd. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Mark Martin's got to be a little bit frustrated right now. He is riding behind a couple of cars that have been running side by side. He simply cannot get away, and that's allowed Jimmy Johnson to get pretty close to him as they work their way back into turns one. Those
those two cars for the moment now spread out a little bit. That would be Jeremy Mayfield and Michael Walter, but but Mark still can't get by. Yeah, they almost get double wide off the corner, Bar- uh, Barney. Those cars of Jeremy Mayfield and Michael Waltrip trying to stay on the lead lap. Mark Martin closing in. Here goes the lap traffic again, double wide in front of the race leader. Mark Martin looks at the bottom of the racetrack, sees him stacked up double wide in front of him, thinks about making it three wide. No use to do that, though. He'll fall in line now, trying to get behind that lap traffic in turn one. That was squeezed out of the inside of Jeremy Mayfield, put him one lap in arrears. Now go to work on Michael Waltrip. Off turn two, Jimmy Spencer now going behind Jimmy Johnson. Johnson moving down low. Johnson now has to clear the car of Mayfield before he can get up there and fight for the lead with Mark Martin. Hey, what it's amazing, Joe, what a win will do for a race team. Now, Mark Martin hadn't won a race in almost, what, a year and a half? Or a little bit longer than that, yep. really. Mm-hmm. And, and now he gets that win at Charlotte last week. They come here, they, they ran very good in practice. They qualified fairly well. Man, he's got the field covered, at least for the moment working traffic probably better than anybody out there. He, he was so fired up at Charlotte during the running of the Winston, the All-Star race several weeks ago. And you know, he was strong in that race and led for a while until the engine went south in the Viagra to Ford. And you knew he was going to be strong coming back the next week in the running of the Coca-Cola uh, Racing Family 600. And he was strong. Picked up the win in that race and said they were pumped coming here to Dover. And I think everybody out here knew that if things went right for Mark, he was going to be tough to beat in this race here today. He's proving them right here in the early stages. Just 104 laps into the 400 that make up the total distance. He's heading up in a three and four. He gets out of all that traffic now, has clear sailing. He's only got a couple of cars directly ahead, but one of those is Jeff Burton as they work their way back into turn number one, threatening to put him a lap down along with some other good cars as they go over to turn two. One thing I've noticed about Mark Martin, Barney, his car glued down to the inside of the racetrack while his teammates, Jeff Burton, slides way up the racetrack, and it's costing Burton off the end of the backstretch now. Burton again sliding up the racetrack. Here's Martin on the charge down low in turn four. Mark Martin about to put a lap on one of his teammates, Jeff Burton, as he comes off turn number four. As he does that, he continues to pull away from Jimmy Johnson. The separation now one and a half seconds from first back to... At Dover International Speedway, top five now Mark Martin, Jimmy Johnson, Jeff Gordon up to third, Ricky Rudd fourth, and Bill Elliott running in the fifth spot. Everything clean and green, just uh, two cautions that have waved so far today in the first 112 laps of this race. One for Debris, and then the other on lap 43 when Joe Nemechek and Todd Bodine hit the wall in turn three. Let's check downstairs on Pit Road. First to Jim Phillips. Let's uh, talk about Michael Waltrip's situation. Started fourth today, but he's disappeared. Let's talk to his crew chief, Richard Slugger Labby. What's going wrong, Slugger? But his car is bouncing all over the place right now and sliding around. We just can't get a hold of the racetrack right now for some reason, but hopefully we'll be here a little bit to get it fixed up. What, what can you do to a car like that? I guess just the rubber buildup from all the bush racing and stuff. There's a lot of other people complaining about it also, and we just didn't hit it today. So we'll work on it and get it better, hopefully. That's Slugger Labby crew chief for Michael Waltrip, who had a great start. But it's not in the top 15 or so now. Yeah, Michael's struggling right now. He's back in 28th position. Let's check in with Winston Kelly. Well, Barn, an update on the Gibbs machines. There's a couple of similarities there and some differences on the similarity front. Neither driver very happy with how their machine is running. The difference, though, Tony Stewart's going toward the front. Bobby Labonte toward the back. Stewart's car, the first two, runs extremely loose. 
He told the crew on the first run that on a scale of one to five, it's a five in terms of how loose it was, and they made some very heavy adjustments on the machine. It's bouncing around, too, just like they talked about Michael Walker's car, kind of like a go-kart will do on a dirt track, but he's gone from 25th to 7th position. Bobby Labonte just can't get a handle on the machine. It's loose and tight. He's very unhappy with it. He's gone from 16th to 26th. They keep adjusting on the car, so they're going to have to try some more on this next stop. Both of those drivers have run well at Dover here in the past. Sterling Marlin was coming up pretty strong, but Adam Alexander, he's lost a couple of spots in the last few laps. What's going on there? They have started to drift back a little bit, Joe. We'll see if we can't see the word here with crew chief Lee McCall. Lee, you guys made your way up to fifth. Now you've started to lose some ground. What's he saying about the race car? Well, we uh, started out just a little bit free on this run, and now it's tightened up here at the end. So we'll make a little minor adjustment and uh, see how this next run goes. If we stay green, when do you think we'll see you on pit road? I'd probably say it's on pit road about 10 more laps. So we're starting to close in on that lap number. It looks like sometime around lap 125 to lap 30 for most of the teams when they'll start making green flag pit stops. And they'll also start making a lot of adjustments on about about two-thirds of the field of cars that we're watching. A lot of them just kind of skating all around here. We've got cars running about as high at Dover over in turn and three and four over there, as you see here at this place. Right now, they're up almost against the wall over there in front of Mike Bagley. Yeah, one of those cars, Barney, is uh, Jerry Nadeau almost slapping the concrete. We've been watching these drivers get higher and higher and higher and it looks like the old days here when Harry Gann and Richard Petty used to take the old high lane of the asphalt and just barely graze off the wall. They're not that close but they're not that far from it just watching them take that high lane over in three and four. But for Mark Martin everything is looking great. He continues to just slash through his field picking up positions uh, Lapping some of the slower traffic, he's gone by the top 24 machines now. Was getting by Kenny Schrader a few moments ago, so that leaves us now with 24 cars on the lead lap. Another pack just just ahead of the race leader as he sails off into turn one. Here they come back into the corner now, watching uh, Ryan Newman, also Steve Park. Some of those cars in that pack, Terry Labonte, also Jerry Nadeau. All four of those drivers in peril of losing a lap as Mark Martin closes in from behind. Yeah, Mark's setting a blistering pace here this afternoon. Some pretty hard racing going on also from 11th position on back. That's Robbie Gordon, Matt Kenseth, Kurt Busch, Rusty Wallace, and Jeff Green. Let's pick that one up off turn two. There's been some furious racing going on there, watching Rusty Wallace slide around the racetrack. Also, Kurt Busch. Bush can't keep his car down low. And Rusty Wallace is skating around behind them, though Jeff Green almost grazing the concrete the last time by. Rusty riding along in the 14th position as he works on 13th place. Kurt Bush pulls right up on the rear deck of that Ford in turn one. This time, Kurt Bush keeps his car glued down to the inside of the racetrack. Matter of fact, he'll grab a car length in between turns one and two. Now on the back straightaway, we'll pull away from Rusty by about two car lengths. But in turns three and four, Rusty can't keep his car down low. Now he skates wide in the banking as well. But the man that is having everything his way for the moment at lap 123 is Mark Martin. Everybody's on pit road. Let's go down to Jim Phillips. Ricky Rudd is in, Barney, along with Kurt Busch. He overshot his pit box. They back him up. Matt Kenseth is in. Jeff Gordon is in. Jimmy Johnson's in. Kyle Petty is in. Along with Bill Elliott. Four tires and fuel. Ricky Craven also in to Winston Kelly. Well, Mark Martin, Barney, you said everything had been going his way until that point. He punched a big hole in the front of that Ford Taurus. They're going to have to bring him back in. They did four tires that time. They're going to bring him back in and pull the snout of the machine away. So it's just on the right side 
of the car just right square in the middle of it, just a little bit to the right front of the machine. So a lot of damage to his car. Everybody else on the midsection of pit road coming in, getting four tires in fuel. Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Spencer, Bobby Hamilton, Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart, Ken Schrader, Elliot Sadler, and all the rest of the machines here on the midsection of pit road with four tires in fuel to Adam Alexander. All taking on four tires in fuel on the back end of the pit road. Sterling Marlin with an outstanding pit stop. He got four tires in fuel, a slight chassis adjustment. Also, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Stacy Compton, Jeff Burton, Kevin Harvick, Dale Jarrett, Terry Labonte, and Jeff Green making pit stops on this particular section of pit road. Also coming in, Ryan Newman. He was involved in the skirmish that brought out the caution. He comes in, gets four tires. They pulled away some sheet metal on the car. He takes on a couple of cans of 76 racing gasoline, and he, too, is back on the speedway. That's the way they came off pit road. Jeff Gordon beats everybody back onto the racetrack. He's the leader. Jimmy Johnson comes out second. Bill Elliott will come out running third. Sterling Marlin fourth. Kyle Petty fifth. Ricky Rudd sixth. Bobby Hamilton seventh. Matt Kenseth eighth. Robbie Gordon ninth. And Elliott Sadler tenth. That's the way they exited pit road a moment ago. Now the second wave of cars that are a lap or more down are in the pits. Let's uh, follow up on the stop by Mark Martin. Winston Kelly is watching on. Well, they brought him back in a second time. And as we said, right square in the middle of the car, maybe just a few inches to the right side of the middle of the car. Heavy damage where he just ran into the back of one of the cars there. It's pushed in. They've been talking about checking to see if the radiator's okay. Not sure if they're going to be able to work on it here, if they're going to have to pull him behind the wall. Now they're moving it forward with a uh, baseball bat that they've got under there to try to pull the sheet metal away from the right front of the car and send him on out. They wanted to be careful not to break the hinge on the, the break the hinge that holds the hood onto the backside of the car. So still a lot of damage to Mark Martin's car. He's going to be back on pit road another couple of times. All the drivers involved in that crash apparently are okay. Steve Park climbed from the Pennzoil Chevrolet and walked away under his own power. His car apparently done, at least for now. It's back in the Winston Cup garage. We'll get an update from him in a few moments. Ryan Newman able to continue, and Mark Martin, as you heard uh, from Winston Kelly's report, also able to continue here after this crash on lap 126. Eight uh, lead changes today. That's eight lead changes among six drivers already in the first 128 laps of today's event. Three caution flags, a first for debris on lap 17. On lap 43, Joe Nemechek and Todd Bodine got together in turn three. And now on lap 126 from Steve Park, Ryan Newman and Mark Martin, while leading, got together off turn number two. Jeff Gordon is the leader under caution. Jimmy Johnson is second. Bill Elliott third. Sterling Marlin fourth. And Kyle Petty is in fifth. This mid-race update brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR Winston Cup, Bush Series, or Craftsman Truck Series race, stop by one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Still under caution. Got to be at least a couple of more laps for they clean up this racetrack for the accident that happened over in turn number two. Some of the drivers that are a lap or more down, Tony Raines, Dave Blady, Hutt Strickland, John Andretti, Todd Bodine, Ward Burton, Chad Little, Jimmy Spencer, Jerry Nadeau, Dick Crickle, Brett Bodine, Steve Grissom, and Jeremy Mayfield. Not a good day for those drivers. As we said, Jeff Gordon beat everybody off pit road, and Jimmy Johnson came out right behind him along with Bill Elliott. That's the top three. So Gordon's at the front of the field right now. He's been up in the top five and six, but he's one of those drivers that just seems to know how to pace himself at this racetrack, and that's why he has, what, four wins here? Yeah, four-time winner at, uh, at Dover International Speedway, but still looking for his first win of this 2002 season. That in itself is pretty hard to believe. Yeah, there's a lot of guys that are looking for that first win, especially Jeff Gordon, as we said. That for the season they've had has not been that bad for a lot of race teams. 
but for them not to have been to victory lane in 12 races kind of unusual yeah but maybe today will be the day they turn it around and of course a big celebration for the DuPont team celebrating 200 years and of course their main office is nearby in uh, Wilmington Delaware and so they've got the uh, special 200th anniversary color scheme on the car the same one that uh, Jeff had on the car at Daytona for the Daytona 500 and a lot of folks from DuPont watching on today's event hoping maybe that Jeff Gordon can take that car to victory lane here at Dover International Speedway while we work this caution let's uh, say congratulations to a couple of uh, the members of the MRN Radio family. Steve and Lee Usina has had a baby boy on uh, last Monday. Congratulations to Steve. He works in our office down at Daytona Beach. And Jason and uh, Chantel Toy also uh, having a baby boy. And uh, their son was born today. So congratulations to Steve and to Jason adding to their families and to our MRN radio family as well. And they're both kind of proud of that, which I don't blame them. So they now got somebody to help them do the dishes, right? <laughs> maybe so. Or somebody to help us maybe sometimes on the long races. We're working under the caution flag for the third time here this afternoon at the uh, Dover International Speedway. Jeff Gordon is the race leader. Some cleanup going on over off turn number two. Let's check in there with Mike Bagley. Yeah, Joe, we've just about buttoned up safety efforts. They've just took the, the Pennzoil Chevrolet up to the record. They've uh, taken that to the NASCAR Winston Cup garage. Now we've just had a truck of uh, safety members Come over here and start sweeping up some last uh, few-minute pieces of debris here. Uh, matter of fact, they got their push brooms out. They've almost got that cleaned up, so we shouldn't be too much longer over here before we're all cleaned up on the back stretch. Joe, let's get a word from uh, Steve Park. Just walked out of the infield care center. Okay, what happened? <laughs> just look on TV, and a 12 car just smacked right into the side of us. And I mean, all the media needs to pump up all the young guns uh, so they drive just like Ryan Newman did. So you'll be out this afternoon, you think? We're going to try to get the Pennzoil car fixed, but uh, I'm just not pleased. I mean, we're, you know, we're having a tough year. We, we had a good car, and uh, we thought we could just pace ourselves and finish in the top ten somewhere and uh, just have a, a rookie take us out in a dumb, dumb move. It just, just jackass, that's all. That's Steve Park. Beginning to sound like we're at Martinsville. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Well, beating and banging part of what goes on sometimes uh, at some of these events and and again, we talked about how tough this racetrack is. It comes out, and sometimes emotionally in situations like that. And for Steve Park, let's face it, he is in, on the hot seat right now, yeah. wondering what's going to happen with his future, coming back after his uh, injuries last year in the NASCAR Bush Series race at Darlington, trying to prove he can still get the job done. So far this year, his best finish was a 20th at the Texas Motor Speedway. It seems like every week he's been caught up in an accident one way or the other. Whether it's his fault or somebody else's fault or whatever, he's trying so hard, the team is trying so hard, to prove they can still get the job done. And Steve Park is still a good race car driver, but right now he's just on a long string of bad luck, and I can understand how that could be frustrating. Yeah, very frustrating for him. Only a couple of cars have gone to the garage area and parked for the day. Steve Park is one of those. Joe Nemechek is the other. Fuel is uh, forming up for the restart. Barney over in turn number three getting ready to go. Looks like this next time by, it will be Jeff Gordon up front for the restart. As the green flag is about to fly once again, Jimmy Johnson lines up in second, Bill Elliott third, Sterling Marlin fourth, Kyle Petty fifth. you got Ricky Rudd, Bobby Hamilton, Matt Kenseth, Robbie Gordon, and Elliott Sadler, the rest of the top ten. Green flag goes back in the air. Jeff Gordon gets gone like a jackrabbit as he heads off to turn number one, and several of those cars from second on back is going to have lap traffic to deal with down to the inside. They're in two. Now the front two have broken free of the lap traffic. 
Steve Grissom down to the inside, trying to get a lap back. Won't be successful in doing that. Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson now add Bill Elliott to the list of the cars that have cleared the lap traffic. Elliott swings to the top side of the banking, now gets by Steve Grissom's machine. Further back, the fifth-place car, Sterling Marlin, has to work on some traffic. Uh, correct that. He's running in the fourth position, but he's dealing with heavy traffic down in turn one now. Here he comes back into the corner. Sterling Marlin trying to bypass Steve Grissom. Further back, three wide. Dale Earnhardt Jr. making a squeeze move down to the inside of Dale Jarrett. Also, Robbie Gordon. He's trying to make his way to the front. Three wide off turn two there momentarily. Yeah, from fourth place on back, where Sterling Marlin is fourth. Kyle Petty is fifth. Ricky Rudd sixth. Bobby Hamilton is seventh. And Matt Kenseth is eighth. They're all trying to get sorted out from some of that lap traffic before the leader gets too far away. They head in the backstretch. Watching Kyle Petty running at the fifth spot. He now has Todd Bodine's lap car breathing down his neck. He looks out in front of him. He sees John Andretti. Also, Hutch Strickland racing double wide momentarily. Kyle changes lanes to the inside hill go, trying to bypass his teammate in three. Now 28 cars on the lead lap. The last of those is Mark Martin. After all that, they're still on the lead lap, but losing ground quickly. Jeff Gordon begins pulling away from his teammate Jimmy Johnson as they work off turn two. About five car lengths separate those two drivers, Jeff Gordon from Jimmy Johnson. Johnson has about three, maybe four between himself and Bill Elliott. And Elliott has a whole lot of breathing room. I'd say about maybe five or six car lengths before you get back to Sterling Marlin. On the restart again at lap 136, just gone on the board. Jeff Gordon leads Jimmy Johnson second, Bill Elliott's third, Sterling Marlin's fourth, and Kyle Petty is fifth. Boy, it's good to see Kyle. He's having a great run here this afternoon. Ricky Rudd is sixth. Bobby Hamilton's having a good day. Bobby is seventh, and Earnhardt Jr. becoming a player in right now. He's up to eighth. He's making some moves, went three wide a few minutes ago. Now he's bypassed the car of John Andretti, but feels the heat from Elliott Sadler. Sadler tries to open the lane in three, but it won't work this time. A lot of moves going on. Sadler, they're trying to get by Dale Earnhardt Jr. closer to the front. You got Kyle Petty and Ricky Rudd doing battle. Rudd picked up a position, getting by Kyle, going to turn one. Now Ricky's got his hands full. He's got five lap cars directly ahead, first of which is side by side. Todd Bodine and Hutch Strickland race double wide. Also got Tony Raines. You also have Dave Blaney and Steve Grissom right in front of Ricky Rudd, who runs to the fifth spot. Yeah, Ricky's another one of those drivers that has all the patience in the world at a racetrack like Dover, where you don't show everything you have and you don't use up the race car in the first couple of hundred laps. But right now, he's doing all he can to get out of some of all that traffic over there. He's got four cars directly ahead, three right behind him, and he's the meat in the sandwich, so to speak, out of turn two. He's just bypassed Hutch Strickland. Now he goes to work on the Tony Raines car. Ricky Rudd using the outside lane off the end of the backstretch to bypass Raines. Now closes in on Dave Blaney and Todd Bodine. Rudd goes to the outside of that uh, machine of Tony Raines, clears him, looks back, sees he's leaving uh, Kyle Petty by a couple of car lengths, so not immediate pressure on him there. Let's follow Rudd as he tries to pick his way through traffic. Rudd bypasses Raines. Now the Dave Blaney-Todd Bodine battle has settled down. That has gone to single-file formation, this time back to the third corner. Rudd has about a car length to make up between him and his Dave Blaney, and now they're double wide in front of Blaney. He's trying to get a position coming off the corner to get back in single file at the bottom of the racetrack and make up some ground on the leader. It won't work for him. He has to just kind of hold what he has. Looking back at 14th place, that's where Rusty Wallace, Kevin Harvick, Mike Skinner, Casey Atwood, and Ricky Craven got a real scramble going on out of turn two. Rusty Wallace and Kevin Harvick have their cars glued to the inside of the racetrack. Mike Skinner's really the one with a handful. His car skating wide in the corner, now giving Casey Atwood the inside lane in three. Further back, we see Tony Stewart riding along in the 23rd position, uncharacteristic for Tony here at Dover International Speedway. You'd think he'd be a little closer to the front. Let's check on the story there. He was up toward the front of the pack and moved up to seventh earlier. 
And when they came in the last time, remember we had talked about he wasn't quite happy with the car. It was still loose, so they were pulling the rubber out of the right rear and the left rear of the machine. So obviously that took some additional time. On top of that, things went from bad to worse. A couple of lug nuts came off to the tires where they normally have them epoxied on. They fell off. So Tony Stewart had all kinds of problems on that pit stop, but they're still working on the machine, getting it right. We've seen this story before where Tony Stewart's had problems early. Greg Zipidelli and the crew have worked on it, and then he's gone to victory lane, so don't count them out yet. And he has plenty of time, 258 laps remaining. At Dover International Speedway again, Jimmy Johnson taking the lead from Jeff Gordon on lap 144, five laps since. He's maintained a lead of about five, maybe seven car lengths over Gordon with Bill Elliott riding along in third. Sterling Marlin fourth and Ricky Rudd in the fifth position. Kyle Petty continues to have a good day. He's up in the fifth spot now. we got uh, in the sixth position, I'm sorry. Bobby Hamilton in the seventh position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Elliott Sadler ninth. And Dale Jarrett has dug from the rear of the pack. He's now up in the top ten riding along in the tenth spot. And a progress of Mark Martin now. Mark got quite a bit of damage over there a moment ago when we had the trouble in turn number two involving Steve Park and Ryan Newman. He got the front end of the car caved in. They've worked on it two or three different times on pit road. were able to get him back out there and tried to keep him on the lead lap. However, he has gone a lap down, and he's being shown in 28th position. And Winston Kelly, you've been in that area. They just, I guess, put masking tape and a little bit of everything else on there to kind of make it handle a little bit better rather than just have that big hole caved in in the front end. Yeah, Barney, they did everything that they could to the car. They brought it down pit road, and they pulled out the snout of the car, the front part, just as much as they could. And then they put some of the big, heavy tape. Uh, it's almost like eight or ten-inch wide duct tape down both the right and left side of the, of the hood section to try to hold it down. But it's still got a big portion of the front part of the car pushed in and he said he radioed in even before they went back to green he said this thing's going to push like a dump truck but we'll do the best we can and get as many points as we can this afternoon mark has just lost the lead lap as race leader jimmy johnson and also second place uh, jeff gordon has gone by now third place bill elliott gets by mark martin also a change in the top five ricky rudd has just gone by sterling marlin so move rudd now up to the fourth position marlin riding along in fifth you know another car having a good run today another team having a good run is mike skinner's the kodak chevrolet just picked up a spot got by rusty wallace mike skinner's running in the 15th position and that's another team that needs a good run yeah they've done everything they can to get that team turned around and, and they're beginning to see some daylight up there for the kodak team and he's having a pretty good run here this afternoon as you said he is in 15th position position. And a couple of Richard Childress's cars have been doing pretty well here this afternoon. Robbie Gordon is being shown in 11th position, and Jeff Green is up to 12th. And at one time, a little bit earlier, I believe Kevin Harvick had also been inside the top 15, although Kevin now has slid back to 22nd position. So some guys that really need a good run, uh, having at least a decent run here this afternoon at Dover, which is not an easy racetrack. Been watching an interesting battle going on for about the eighth position, Mike Bagley. Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Elliott Sandler just now heading off into turn number one. And what's so interesting about it is the high line that Earnhardt Jr. is taking, but Elliott just can't seem to capitalize and catch him to make a pass. Yeah, Jr.'s been taking the outside lane about a groove off the outside retaining wall, and Elliott Sadler's been keeping his car glued down to the inside of the racetrack. I guess Jr.'s able to keep those RPMs wound up in the outside lane, and Sadler's bogging his car down. Still, Jr. hangs on to the spot for now. Dale Jr. hangs on to that position. Elliott Sadler rides right behind him. They're all in heavy traffic over in turns one and two, and again, they swing down to the corner, trying to get underneath him is Elliott Sadler. Nothing there. 
He can't find any room to race, Barney, and he looks back at his rearview mirror and sees Dale Jarrett, also Robbie Gordon closing in from behind. Gordon taking a higher line, now sliding back down the racetrack in turn four. Further back, three cars battling it out from 12th on back. You've got Jeff Green leading that pack here across the start-finish line with the Bud Pole winner Matt Kenseth behind him and Casey Atwood riding along. They're up in turn two. Casey Atwood was fighting with Mike Skinner a few laps ago for a spot. He's been able to break free. Now he's set sail for Matt Kenseth. Here is Atwood in a serious dodge, taking a peek down to the inside of the DeWalt Ford. Nothing there. Atwood falls in line. Both of those drivers racing behind Jeff Green. That's another team that's uh, beginning to see a lot of daylight. You can almost tell in the last three races that they are getting better every week as Casey Atwood and his guys. He is 14th right now. Why don't we run you back through the running order? Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Jeff Gordon is second. Bill Elliott's third. Ricky Rudd is fourth. And Sterling Marlin make up the top five. Kyle Petty is sixth. Bobby Hamilton is seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is eighth. Elliott Sadler's ninth. And Dale Jarrett is tenth. Eleventh is Robbie Gordon. Jeff Green is twelfth. Matt Kenseth rides thirteenth. Casey Atwood's fourteenth. And Mike Skinner is fifteenth. Rusty Wallace, who's been in and out of the top ten. Rusty currently is being shown back in 17th position. Kurt Busch is the 16th place runner. He just moved around, Rusty. Ryan Newman is back to 18th. Ricky Craven is 19th. And Tony Stewart is 20th. Don't you know Tony's frustrated? He's been running back there for the last 20 or 30 laps trying to get out of some of that traffic and get up to the front of the field. How many times, though, have we come to Dover and the guys that really dominated, say, for the first 250 laps or so ended up finishing maybe even out of the top ten and guys that we hadn't talked about all day long all of a sudden are a factor and even win here at Dover? Even worse than that, I've seen, Barney, some situations I'm sure you remember just a few years ago where we came here for two or three races straight and everybody who got out front had a problem, either crashed or blew up or whatever. One particular race, it was like five or six different guys. It was almost a curse. You lead the race, you wind up out of the race. That uh, is just uh, how tough this racetrack is. Right now, though, it's uh, Hendrick Motorsports looking good with two cars in the top five. Jimmy Johnson and Jeff Gordon lead the way. Bill Elliott is third. Ricky Rudd fourth. Sterling Marlin fifth. 161 of 400 laps are complete. Today's broadcast of the MVNA Platinum 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR, by Ray Bestis, the best in brakes, certified for your safety, by Pfizer Men's Health, tune up for life, and by Coca-Cola, the official soft drink of NASCAR fans. Casey Atwood just picked up a spot a few moments ago. He's up to the 12th position. Mike Skinner has gained another position. Moved Skinner up to the 13th spot. Dale Jarrett has moved up into the top 10. He's now in the 9th position. So a couple of changes going on in the top 20. Jimmy Johnson still leads the way by now two full seconds over Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd third, Bill Elliott fourth, and Sterling Marlin runs in the fifth position. Only three cautions have waved so far today in the first 169 laps of the MBNA Platinum 400. Let's check down on pit road. Jim Phillips. To pick up the progress of our Bud Polwinner, Matt Kenseth, who had to go to the rear of the field, still having problems with his car being what we call loose. The back end wants to come around on him. They've made adjustments, but it hasn't helped it that much. And Ricky Craven, another guy that was running in the top five early today, his car, since he's got that hole in the right front fender, will not turn like he wants it to turn. So he's having uh, problems with the car not turning real well. Bobby Labonte's crew just told me they're bad, really bad, loose. That means the back end wants to come around on it. Check in with Winston Kelly. 
Well, a couple of guys that you talked about earlier that are having some good runs, like Skinner Stars, been a little bit loose. But they keep adjusting on him. It's not too bad, Luke. But they're still working on his machine. He's up to the 13th position now, having moved up a couple of spots. We had talked earlier about Robbie Gordon. He's all the way up to the 10th position now, tracking the top 10 after doing the double duty last weekend at Indianapolis and Charlotte. They put on four new tires the last time. They're saving the scuff tires, the one that have had a few laps on it for one of the later runs. They changed the air pressure the last time to try to loosen it up a bit. So those adjustments that Gil Martin and the boys have made are helping Robbie Gordon move into the top 10. Adam Alexander. Well, it's been a good day for Dale Jarrett. The driver of the UPS 4 started 31st, made his way into the top 10. The crew chief is Todd Parrott. Todd, you guys have made your way into the top 10. Now where do you go from here? Uh, the car's just a little bit loose getting in now. We made an adjustment. Uh, Try to go back on that and adjust air pressure a little bit. The guys had a great fifth stop. That last stop is uh, still a uh, long ways to go here. Keep adjusting on this thing, and uh, hopefully we'll get it up there in the top five for a while. Dale Jarrett, not the only guy on the back end of the pit lane who has made progress today. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has also made his way into the top ten. Ryan Newman continues to run solid after getting involved in that skirmish with Mark Martin just a little bit ago. Also a report on Kevin Harvick. His bad luck continues. He restarted on this last green flag in the 15th position, said his right rear tire felt like it was going down, couldn't run the car as hard as he wanted to. He has stayed on the racetrack. He has lost several positions, and Jeff Green, who has taken on two tires on his second stop today, continues to run in the top 15. Now, Kevin has uh, Kevin Harvick had really been moving up and having a good run there. It was inside the top 15, as we said. Now he has fallen all the way back to 24th position. And for Jeff Gordon, Joe, he's losing sight of the leader. Jimmy Johnson has moved away by nearly a half straightaway over Jeff Gordon. And Mike Bagley, Ricky Rudd starting to close in on Gordon off turn two. Yeah, the battle for seconds going to heat up here in just a minute, Joe. Jeff Gordon has really lost touch with the race leader and is falling back into the clutches of Ricky Rudd. Rudd only about two car lengths behind the DuPont Chevrolet of Jeff Gordon. Gordon's car doesn't seem to be handling that bad going through either end of the racetrack. He goes in very low, keeps a pretty good line through both corners, one and two and three and four, but... Uh, Either he is dropping off the pace a little bit or Ricky Rudd is really getting with the program. Let's pick that up off turn two. Yeah, it looks like Ricky's pouring on some steam now. He gets a better run to the middle of the corner, and that allows him to close in even more on the back straightaway. This time at the entrance to turn three, Rudd taking a wider line while Gordon glued at the bottom in four. Bill Elliott rides along in the fourth position. He's maybe ten car lengths behind the second-place battle, but Sterling Marlin is now closing in on Elliott from the fifth position. Irwin Bits and Blades trades off from rough to finish presents pit crew profiles tales of the guys that optimize the performance of their cars today low chevrolet spotter chris osborne talks about the responsibility we're back at dover running the mbna platinum 400 jimmy johnson just having a great day mark martin had everything his way for a long time then got caught up in an accident off turn number two a little bit earlier now he's just struggling to get some points and finish here he's shown back in 36 position after getting a lot of damage to the front end of the car but nevertheless he is still out there and will salvage some kind of a finish the only three drivers that are in the garage area dick crickle the latest to go out steve park and joe nemacek showing now 28 cars on the lead lap at the stage of the race and as we close in on the half Halfway point, just about 12 laps away. Let's give you a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Jimmy Johnson is the leader by now 2.7 seconds over Jeff Gordon. 
Ricky Rudd is third, Bill Elliott fourth, Bobby Hamilton fifth, sixth is Sterling Marlin, Kyle Petty is seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth, Robbie Gordon ninth, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. is tenth. Casey Atwood is running in eleventh, Mike Skinner is twelfth, Elliott Sadler is thirteenth, with Kurt Busch in fourteenth, and Matt Kenseth now running in fifteenth. Sixteenth is Ryan Newman, seventeenth is Tony Stewart, Rusty Wallace is eighteenth, Jeff Green is nineteenth, and Terry Labonte twentieth, Ricky Craven is twenty-first, Jeff Burton twenty-second, twenty-third is Kevin Harvick, twenty-fourth, Stacy Compton, and Bobby Labonte is now in 25th. 26th is Michael Waltrip, 27th Todd Bodine, 28th is Ken Schrader, 29th Tony Raines, and 30th is Dave Blaney. Brett Bodine's in 31st, John Andretti 32nd, Jerry Nadeau 33rd, Hut Strickland 34th, Mark Martin is 35th, Chad Little runs in 36th, Steve Grissom 37th, Ward Burton is 38th, Jimmy Spencer 39th, and Jeremy Mayfield is 40th. As Marnie told you, three drivers in the garage, Dick Trickle, Steve Park, and Joe Nemechek. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Ward Burton, who Joe just told you was running back in the 38th position, now dives onto pit road. Don't believe this would be a scheduled pit stop. They're changing right side tires, uh, dumping in some fuel in the car, and we'll send him back onto the racetrack as we look at Jimmy Johnson get his lead even bigger. Two and eight ten seconds. Back to Jeff Gordon. We told you a few minutes ago that Ricky Rudd was chasing down Jeff Gordon. Well, the interval between those two now might be about six or seven car lengths. Jeff's run in behind some traffic running side by side over in turn two. Yeah, that's where Todd Bodine and Jerry Nadeau stack up double wide there. Now Bodine will win that battle, but Gordon still has yet to pass each one of those drivers. Now Nadeau slides up the racetrack, opens the inside lane for Gordon in three. Good battle going on for the eighth position as well. That is where Dale Earnhardt Jr. has his hands completely full, trying to hold off Casey Atwood, who's having one of his best runs of the year. The Serious satellite Dodge pulling up on the Budweiser Chevrolet, and they are closing in on Robbie Gordon. Here they come now off the end of the front straightaway. Dale Earnhardt Jr. sliding up the racetrack. Casey Atwood has a choice of lanes. The bottom two are open for him. He'll choose the lowest in the corner. Still won't pay off this time. Earnhardt Jr. has the spot covered. Now again, he slides wide in turn three. And the reason both those cars go way up toward the wall, Casey Atwood gets a run underneath Earnhardt Jr. They come off the turn side by side, and Earnhardt Jr. just simply out horsepowers him back in turn one. We told you Dave Marcus had gone to the garage. Let's see if we've caught up with him. Well, actually, Stick Trickle and Dave Marcus's car. That's what Dick. I said. Qualified good, not not going to finish. What happened? Well, uh, the motor was going sour most of the day, and uh, we could have kept running because we wanted to keep running some, but we used up nine quarts of oil already, and Bob made a business decision not to burn the motor up for a little or nothing because we, we just weren't going that well. And, you know, we had a good car in practice and qualifying, but... Uh, we missed it in the race a little bit. Started out just a little bit loose. But towards the end, I got where we were running real good with the pack. And then the motor started souring. So, I want to thank Dave Marcus. It was fun. The boys do a good job. And old Dick can still get it done. He's out of the race today, though. Tell you what, he's an amazing man. He's been around this business a long time. Joe and I were just talking here in the booth. He used to run races for Richard Howard back at the, the old Charlotte Motor Speedway back in the early 60s. And we're talking about how old he is. I have no idea. He's been around a while. Yeah, he's, uh, he's of course, has won thousands of short track feature events when he ran back in the Midwest, the ASA Series, and 
You know, he was uh, he was a veteran in the, the short track racing when some of the younger guys at that time came along in the Winston Cup racing, like Rusty Wallace, the late Alan Kowicki, uh, some of those names. Matt Kenseth came up through those ranks, and, and all look over at Dick Trickle as being sort of uh, uh, a, a sacred <laughs> entity, if you will, as far as uh, motorsports is concerned. We talked about that battle back for the eighth, ninth position or so, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Casey Atwood. Well, Robbie Gordon got in the mix there. Earnhardt Jr. pulled up in front of him. He's got ninth. Robbie Gordon is 10th. They've left Casey Atwood back in the 11th position, and now Mike Skinner starting to close in on him. Lap 198, right close to the halfway point of the MBNA Platinum 400 here today. Jimmy Johnson's lead is getting even bigger now, Barney. 3.8, nearly four full seconds over second place Jeff Gordon. Heard a couple of drivers tell us when we came on the air this afternoon, we were down talking to them before the race began. If you get it hooked up here, you can just run off and leave the field. But having it hooked up all day is kind of hard to do. And if you have problems like Mark Martin did or get caught up in traffic or make a bad pit stop, that can all go away in a hurry. We will be halfway home in the MBNA Platinum 400. One more lap around for Jimmy Johnson. He has just crossed the start-finish line, and the cross flags displayed indicating that we have 200 laps in the record book here this afternoon. Still looking back where Casey Atwood, Mike Skinner, and Elliot Sadler have been running there. Still a pretty good battle among those cars as they work their way around this racetrack, heading off turn two. Casey Atwood and Robbie Gordon have been side-by-side the last couple of laps. Robbie Gordon choosing the outside lane, while Casey Atwood been digging hard using the inside lane. Again, they're side-by-side off the end of the back straightaway. Now Atwood gets a fender out in front on in turn four. That is the battle for the 10th position. Right now the spot is held by Casey Atwood, Robbie Gordon just behind him, and Mike Skinner in that pack as they close in on Ward Burton's machine. Here they come now, back in the turns one and two. Down to the inside comes Casey Atwood. Out on the outside lane is Ward Burton. Can't make the pass as they race on to the back straightaway. Problems for Brett Bodai shooting way high in turn two. The car off the pace, now down to the inside in turns three and four. Brett's heading for pit road right now. We're seeing a lot of cars just really skate around running higher and higher. And when you look over in both ends of the speedway in one and two and three and four, and you see those cars getting within a... Um, maybe a lane of getting up into the wall. You know the handle's going away, and they'd sure like to get on pit road and put on some new rubber. Brett Bodine is in the pits. Cover his stop. They go around to the right side, Barney. Appears to be a routine stop here in lap 203. Most of these drivers would like to get 90 to 95 laps, but as you talked about, when the handling starts going away, it's time to come to pit road. Left side tires going on. Second can of fuel is in, and the Hooters score down and away. 17.2 seconds to stop for Brett Bodine. Brett crew chief change of the Hooters Ford this week. Doug Richard had been helping them out sort of on a part-time basis, but Buddy Sisko, who's been with the team for some time and uh, was with another team last year. Matter of fact, he worked with Jeremy Mayfield when he drove for Penske South Racing last year. He moved over to uh, the Hooters Ford team, and now he's been promoted up to run as the crew chief on this operation, and Brett uh, says he's meeting with his sponsor, Hooters Restaurants, this week, hoping to put things together for next year. Everyone seems to be very pleased with what they've done so far with its sponsorship. I'll tell you what, Brett is one of those uh, people that you admire in this business. He takes a little and does a lot with it, like Dave Marcus did when uh, Dave was running uh, with us. There are very few in his category, independent drivers and car owners left. Very, very few. And that's the kind of guy you really like to see have good luck at the racetrack and have good finishes. Jimmy Johnson is the man right now with a five-second lead. Yeah, five seconds over Jeff Gordon. Ricky Rudd is running in third. Bobby Hamilton is fourth and Sterling Marlin fifth. Bill Elliott is now in sixth with Dale Jarrett seventh. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is running eighth. Casey Atwood ninth. And Robbie Gordon is tenth with 194 laps.
We are past the halfway point in the MBNA Platinum 400 here at Dover International Speedway, and we're starting to see some pit stops. Kyle Petty just gave up a position of the top ten to come in and make a stop. Here comes other cars. Uh, Mike Skinner, the only one of those coming down at this point, making a stop that is on the lead lap. He, Jeremy Mayfield, and J- uh, Jerry Nadeau also coming in to make stops. Let's cover the stop for the Kodak Chevrolet. Winston Kelly. And the Kodak crew going to work on the right side of that machine. Very smooth stop thus far to the left side of the car. Just a slight air pressure adjustment. He jumps out an ice bag that he had to try to keep these full four tires in 76 fuel. Mike Skinner away. A good stop in just barely over 10 seconds. 16.09. Going to see other cars on pit road very shortly. The last time they were in was at, at lap 126 for the majority of those cars. And uh, so they're certainly all going to be due on pit road here very shortly. Up in turn number four, we look up there and see one car. Looked like he might have got a piece of the wall, and caution is on the speedway. That appears to be Matt Kenseth's machine. Yeah, the car is leaning over on the right side. Looks like he cut a right front tire down, maybe slapped the wall there. There is damage on the right side. It's scraped as he rolls down the pit lane. The man who qualified on the bud pole for today's race but had to start at the rear of the pack is now on pit road with damage on the DeWalt Ford. He pulls down in front of Jim Phillips. Lots of damage to the right front, Joe. That's what the main part is. As a matter of fact, he's not even going to stop in his pit. He's going back behind the wall to the Bud Pole winner. His first ever career Bud Pole has turned sour for Matt Kenseth. Yeah, not a good day for him here at all. Uh, he had led early in this race, but now he's heading for the garage. We'll follow up on that in just a moment. The pace car has picked up the field. They're just heading over into turn number three, and very likely we will see all everybody coming onto pit road to take advantage of this caution flag. Again, Matt Kenseth hit the wall up in turn number four just a moment ago. We told you a couple of cars in the lead lap had already come in and made stops. Kyle Petty had come in. Also, Mike Skinner had come in. Jim Phillips, how close were we to everyone else starting to make green flag stops? Well, Joe, we were real close. I figured about lap 220 uh, when everybody would cycle out. Uh, we had a couple. Kyle Petty was in lap 209, and then we had a couple more at lap 213. So we were close. Here comes the rest of them right now under the caution flag at lap 216. Jimmy Johnson gives up a five-and-a-half-second lead coming down to make this stop along with Jeff Gordon, the second-place runner, Ricky Rudd just behind him, Bobby Hamilton, Bill Elliott, Casey Atwood, Mark Martin, all cars coming in to make their stops. Let's go down to Jim Phillips again. And the leader, Jimmy Johnson, is in. Right side tires going on his Chevrolet. In front of him is Jeff Gordon. Then Ricky Rudd is right in front of him. Though just beside the Rudd car so far, Left side tires going on all three of these machines. Johnson seems to have the edge. Johnson's going to win the race off the pit lane. The Winston Killer. Bobby Hamilton with a good run so far today. He had moved up in the top five, but they're having problems getting the car started. He just now gets it refired. Tony Stewart, the first down and away, the midsection of pit road. He's followed out by Rusty Wallace, Bobby Labonte, the rest of the guys here on the midsection. They're still working on Mark Martin's car, trying to get it uh, back in better running condition from that earlier accident. Now down to Adam Alexander. Good pit stops for Sterling, Marlin, and Dale Jarrett, both under 17 seconds. They both get four tires, 76 racing gasoline, also making pit stops. Dale Earnhardt Jr. was in. Jeff Burton was in, also making his pit stop here. Terry Labonte, Ryan Newman, and Jeff Green, all those drivers making chassis adjustments, also taking on four tires and 76 racing fuel. Race off pit road. Jimmy Johnson gets out first. Jeff Gordon comes out right behind him, followed by Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin, a real quick stop for Dale Earnhardt Jr. He should be running fifth. We'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. 
More cars on pit road again now. Some of these machines, a lap or more down. Let's go back down to Winston Kelly. One of those Mike Skinner who had just pitted just a few laps ago. Too bad for that crew. They have been running up in the top 15. A good run for them. Mark Martin's going to bring his car back down on the pit road. Jimmy Spencer, who had a stop-and-go penalty earlier to get him a lap down. Ken Schrader brought the M&M's Pontiac down pit road, four tires and fuel. Here, come Mar- here comes Martin's car. They've already pop-riveted a new front bumper section on that machine to try to help the, aer- the, help the aerodynamics on his Ford. Let's get a word with Matt Kenseth, Bud Polewinner. Matt, what happened? Oh, it just popped right front tire. Uh, that happens every once in a while. Uh, uh, I'm surprised we blew one. I was so incredibly loose. I don't know how I could have had the car much looser. And uh, just some last couple laps, I moved up to the top, see if we could make some speed. Uh, we had a big deficit all day and just trying to get caught up and uh, blew the right front tire for some reason. Were you trying to, uh, the car was loose all day. Were you trying to adjust for what, maybe the arrow push uh, since you wouldn't have started the back? Not really. I was actually loose all day, and we're actually tightening up every stop. So, uh, like I said, I don't know why we blew one. I thought the car was, uh, you know, plenty on the loose side. I thought I would have blew it right rear first, but. Uh, that just happens here at Dover every once in a while. It's just a bad break for us. And they're working on it, and they'll get him back in. And also coming into the garage area was Ward Burton. Ricky Craven stayed on the racetrack and led a couple of laps here to pick up five bonus points. He is now bringing his car in for a routine spit, pit stop, and that will hand the lead back to Jimmy Johnson. The field goes back under green. Jimmy Johnson takes him over to turn two. Here they come back to the corner now. Jerry Nadeau trying to get a lap back. Races up alongside Jimmy Johnson. He'll lose that battle. Matter of fact, Nadeau feels the challenge and the heat from Jeff Gordon in three. Gordon, the second place man, trying to rid himself of the lap car of Nadeau. Right behind him comes Ricky Rudd. Also back there, Sterling Marlin trying to clear themselves of lap traffic. Back to turn one. Here they come again to the corner. Jeff Gordon running in the second position. Takes a look to the inside lane. Tries to get up alongside Jerry Nadeau. He'll do that off turn two. But Nadeau is strong down the straightaway. Nadeau keeping Jeff Gordon at bay for now. On that restart, Tony Raines did not come up to speed immediately and almost... uh, Got tagged over there in turn number two. Everybody diving high and low to avoid his car. He's continuing to go back through the pack. At the front of the field, Jimmy Johnson has the lead. Jeff Gordon, Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin trying to chase him down. Jimmy Johnson starting to pull away because Jeff Gordon is getting held up alongside the lap car of Jerry Nadeau. About the time that Gordon thinks he's got the pass complete, Nadeau rallies back in the outside lane. Nadeau is strong, but not on the lead lap. They had problems early in the race here today. Jeff Gordon still working alongside the Valvoline Pontiac. That is holding up Ricky Rudd. Rudd, Sterling Marlin, Dale Hart Jr., and the rest of the cars in the top ten. Now Nadeau slides up the racetrack. Here is Jeff Gordon down to the inside. Strong run off the corner. Gordon now slides up in front of Nadeau. Now Ricky Rudd has to go to work on the lap traffic in turn three. We may be seeing a good example of what all the drivers are talking about. If you get out in clean air in front of the rest of the field, you can just pull away, and that's exactly what Jimmy Johnson is doing. Jeff Gordon is losing ground to him every time around. Ricky Rudd not making up any either. He continues to lose along with Sterling Marlin and Earnhardt Jr., the top five. They go over to turn two. Yeah, Ricky Rudd finally bypasses Jerry Nadeau. Now Sterling Marlin has two lap cars between himself and Ricky Rudd. Kyle Petty and Jerry Nadeau now race side-by-side side off the end of the back stretch. Biggest loser in that exchange of pit stops was Bobby Hamilton. He came in running fourth, went out running 16th. We'll follow up a minute and see what happened on pit road to uh, the Snyder Electric team. Jimmy Johnson, the race leader, though, once again stretching out his lead now by two seconds over Jeff Gordon. His lead about half the distance of the back straightaway now. Jimmy Johnson brings the field back to turn three. 
And now Ricky Rudd, after having cleared the lap cars, closing in on Jeff Gordon, who runs in second. Tell you who's got, probably got a big smile on his face right now is Dale Jarrett. Now, that team has been off to kind of a slow start this year. He's having a pretty good run here today. In fact, the last couple of races, they began to move to the front and at least run in the top ten. He's in fifth place right now, but he's in heavy traffic, heading up to three. Dale Jarrett's been using the outside lane. He's bypassed John Andretti. He's also bypassed Kurt Busch. All of those cars are bypassing Ward Burton, who brings the cat machine down to the apron in turns three and four. Ward Burton works slowly down on the apron of the track, coming in to make a stop again here at lap 228. Here's a good battle going on. Tony Stewart beginning to move up a little bit. Finally, he's working on Casey Atwood down in turn one. Atwood slides up the racetrack, gives Tony Stewart the inside lane. Here is Stewart's orange Pontiac to the inside of the blue and black Dodge of Atwood. Atwood puts the block on off the end of the back straightaway. Matter of fact, changes lanes and pulls down in front of Stewart in three. This may be one of those days when Tony Stewart gets better as the day goes on. For the moment, he is really boxed in in heavy traffic as he works his way back into turn number one, trying to get around Casey Atwood, but he's got about four cars pushing him over into turn three. First of which is Ryan Newman, also Jimmy Spencer and Elliot Sadler stacked up there. Tony Stewart trapped in traffic, now behind Casey Atwood. Atwood's putting some heat on Jeff Burton and Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the corner. That is a race from the 10th spot on back. That's where Casey Atwood is. Tony Stewart trying to take away that position while Jimmy Johnson continues to lead and building up that lead once again now by two seconds over Jeff Gordon with 171 laps to go. Today's broadcast of the MBNA Platinum 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Pontiac. Can you handle a Pontiac Grand Prix? By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR, CART, and the NHRA. Craftsman, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. By Tenactin, tackle athlete's foot with tough actin Tenactin. And by AutoZone, get in the zone, AutoZone. We have 164 laps to go in the NBA Platinum 400 here at Dover International Speedway. Jimmy Johnson is the race leader. Last took the top spot on lap 218. And here at 237 continues to pull away from Jeff Gordon now by two and a half seconds. Ricky Rudd is third. Sterling Marlin fourth. Dale Jarrett is running in fifth now with Bill Elliott sixth. Robbie Gordon is seventh. Jeff Burton is eighth. Casey Atwood ninth. And Tony Stewart is running in the tenth spot. We told you Bobby Hamilton had a big loss on pit road. They came in running fourth, one out running sixteenth. Winston Kelly, they're back up to fifteenth now. But what happened? Well, we had talked about during a pit stop that it stalled the car, but there was a very distinct reason for that. They ran out of fuel right after the caution flag came down as he was coasting down pit road. A similar situation, but not as good a break for Mike Skinner. That's why they had to come in on the lap that they did on lap 214, just two laps before that caution flag came out. He had to coast down pit road. He, too, was out of fuel, but he didn't get quite as good a break. He lost a couple of laps in that exchange. Bobby Hamilton running out of fuel. They had to push him off, and he lost a number of spots, but he still got a very good car. Got a couple of good races going on on the speedway right now. It's not for the lead. Jimmy Johnson is just checked out on everybody. He's a little over three seconds ahead of Jeff Gordon and Ricky Rudd, but Jeff Gordon and Ricky Rudd is a good battle. Rudd's finally got underneath Jeff coming out of turn number four. He's got a fender there. Gordon out horsepowers him going back to turn number one. Again, Ricky's going to get the inside groove. That's the place to be. Can he pull it off? Chevy and Ford battle for the second spot. Comes to turn two. Rudd has the inside lane. Jeff Gordon using the outside lane. We'll get the fender out in front off the end of the back straightaway. This time in turn three. Again, Gordon slides wide, leaving the inside open for Rudd. Yeah, he gets a real high this time coming off turn number four. Ricky gets a good run coming out of turn number four, and he's going to grab second place and drop Jeff Gordon back to third. The other race we were talking about 
out a moment ago between Sterling Marlin and Dale Jarrett. That's been a pretty good one also. It's off turn two. Yeah, Sterling Marlin, too. Barney has been using the outside lane while Dale Jarrett has been pulling his ups forward to the inside. Watching that battle again work up into turn three. Marlin wide. Here's Jarrett down low, but can't quite close enough to make the pass. No, he can't get around, so there's some traffic directly ahead of that scramble going on between Sterling Marlin and Dale Jarrett also. But Dale Jarrett has said, got to be very happy the way he's running here this afternoon. Jimmy Johnson, would you believe, has almost two-thirds of a straightaway on the field. He's over in turn three. Here he comes off the end of the back straightaway in the battle for thirds, heating up. Jeff Gordon has gotten caught by Sterling Marlin. Dale Jarrett again in the mix, down low, challenging Marlin for fourth. Trying to get underneath him, and that's exactly what he'll be able to do. A dead heat at the start-finish line this time. Traffic going to be a factor for those two as they go off into turn number one. Sterling goes way high over in turns one and two. I believe he's going to lose the spot. Here comes Jarrett. He sticks it right to the bottom, but again, Marlin gets that car wound up in the outside lane. Jarrett falls back in line momentarily. Now again, that battle flares out double wide in the corner. Dale Jarrett determined he's going to take that spot away from Sterling Marlin, pick up some points on him. Dale was one of the drivers that we talked about a little bit earlier that is 15th in Winston Cup points, and if he wants to have any kind of a shot at winning this championship he was going to have to pick up a lot of good positions here in the coming weeks. He's 492 points out of first place. Bobby Labonte is another who is way out of the championship hunt right now. He's back in 21st and there's some 563 points behind. But we're not even quite halfway in the season, so anything can happen. But they can't afford to lose a whole lot more or it's going to be almost impossible to make up the distance. Jimmy Johnson rolls off turn number two, heads down the back straightaway, while Sterling Marlin almost went into the wall over in turns one and two. Yeah, Barney, he almost plowed the concrete. The car shot up way up the racetrack. He almost made contact with the outside wall. That allowed Dale Jarrett to get by, the lap car of Todd Bodine to get by. Also, Mike Skinner's gotten by. Now here's Bill Elliott on the charge down low. Elliott pulls down to the inside of Sterling Marlin, will also pick up the spot. So Marlin loses about three positions after a close call up in turn two. Jimmy Johnson is the race leader with 154 laps to go. At Dover International Speedway, Jimmy Johnson leads Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Bill Elliott. We've had 11 lead changes among seven drivers today. Caution flags have waved four times in the early part of this race. 146 laps to go. In today's event, the cars out of the race include Mark Martin, who they hope to get back in. Matt Kenseth is out of the event. Also, Dick Trickle is out, and Joe Nemechek is out of the race. Quick look at the top ten again. It's Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Gordon, and Bill Elliott. Sterling Marlin is in sixth. Robbie Gordon, seventh. Jeff Burton, eighth. Casey Atwood, ninth. And Tony Stewart is now in tenth. This mid-race update is brought to you by MBNA. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by MBNA with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to MBNA.com or when you attend a NASCAR Winston Cup, Bush, or Craftsman Truck Series race, stop by one of the familiar green MBNA booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Good to see some guys that really need a break and run in the top 10 or at least in the top 15 doing that here this afternoon at Dover. Robbie Gordon currently is in seventh, as Joe told you a moment ago. Casey Atwood's having a good day. Casey's been struggling a little bit this year. He currently is up in eighth position. And Jeff Burton has worked his way inside the top 10. He runs in ninth place right now. Been some real scrambling going on from the about the 15th position on back all day long. Terry Labonte has finally got up into 15th position. Right behind him is Jeff Green. Bobby Labonte is 17th. Been a, not a really good day for Bobby. He's had problems all day long. Ricky Craven ran very good in the first 100 miles or so, but now he's slipped back to 18th. 
Earnhardt Jr. thought he was going to be a strong player, and he may well be before the day is over because we still got plenty of racing left. But they, he is back in 19th spot. Todd Bodine having a pretty good day here, despite the fact that he got caught up in an accident a little bit earlier this afternoon. He is now 20th. Schrader ran good in the early going here this afternoon. And Michael Waltrip was a factor up there for a while, but uh, Michael had a couple of problems, and he's dropped back also. Let's go to Pitt Road. Let's see if uh, Ricky Rudd can uh, do anything with Jimmy Johnson. See if Michael McSwain and the boys have got the car tuned a little better. Michael, you only got one guy ahead of you. That's Jimmy Johnson. Can you catch him? I think so. We're still just a little bit off right now. Still working on it. Keep seem to get better every time. It ain't over yet. Still got 140 laps to go. I think we can get him. Well, he's still got hope that they can get him. He's got a man that's had a lot of success here. Ricky Rudd behind the wheel. Let's check in with Weston Kelly. Well, they're still working on Mark Martin's machine here. You mentioned Casey Atwood. His car has been loose pretty much all day long. But they've been having good, solid pit stops, holding their own there the last time. They came out ninth. They came in ninth, went back out 11th, made another slight adjustment, still trying to tighten up the Casey Atwood machine. And as you guys mentioned, he's worked his way from 11th back up into the 8th position. So a big tip of the hat to Casey Atwood having a good run here today at Dover. It's a good example of just how tough this racetrack is, Dover International Speedway, when you see some of the better teams that just cannot get a hold of this racetrack. And by that, I'm saying that they cannot find a groove where they can maintain speeds of maybe the top three or four or five cars. We're seeing a lot of that here this afternoon. And what that means is, uh, Winston Kelly, is when they come down pit road and the car's almost hitting the wall or sliding all around the turn, they sometimes do not really have a clue what they need to do to fix that. Well, in uh, case in point of that is Bobby Labonte. His car all day long has been both loose and tight. This track is extremely temperament- temperamental while it doesn't change quite as much as some of the asphalt tracks that we go to. It's so hard to get a grip on the car on the track sometimes. Talking to Tony Stewart earlier today, he said you got a compound factor. The concrete is hard to get a grip on. These tires that Goodyear is using are a lot harder, so they're harder to get a grip on the track while they don't have as many tire failures and the tire is more consistent. You don't have as much grip on the racetrack, so that compounds the factor that you're talking about, Barney, not knowing exactly which way to go with the adjustment on the car. So you're absolutely right there. For the only car out there right now that is not having any trouble running at the bottom of the racetrack, up two lanes from the bottom, or even out against the wall, is Jimmy Johnson. In fact, as he comes through three and four this time, he took the high line. A couple of laps ago, he ran right down to the apron of the racetrack. When he catches traffic, he can work it, get around, and get gone. He has almost two-thirds of a straightaway over Ricky Rudd as he heads over to turn two. Barney, I think he could use half the parking lot and still wouldn't lose any ground. Jimmy Johnson could take that car anywhere he wants it. This time he comes off the end of the back straightaway using the high lane, but closing in on some lap traffic in the corner. He's moved out to a three-and-a-half-second lead now over Ricky Rudd. Back downstairs. Well, you guys talked about how sensitive these race cars are at Dover. One of the guys who has been able to make the right adjustments, Jeff Burton, Frank Stoddard, the crew chief. You guys are running off good. You've made your way from 33rd now into the top 10. How good is this race car, Frank? Car's real good. Actually, the Sitco guys have done a great job in the pitch. We were real, real loose and Jeff had to just back up and we actually lost a lap. And Mark had his misfortune in the back stretch and we got a lap back. Just shows you how if you can be off a little bit, you know, the, the drivers just can't drive on these tires. You know, to drive it fast if, if you're loose. Uh, we're just too loose. We tight 
tightened it up. And the car's good enough to run in the, in the front right now. It's good enough to lead the race. Jeff Burton's car awfully good at this point as they've made their way to the top ten. One of the guys who had a great pit stop on that last round, Dale Earnhardt Jr., he came out of the pit lane fifth. But unfortunately, his race car extremely loose. He's dropped back now around the 20th position. And Ryan Newman, who was involved in that crash early in the race, they continue to work on the all-tail board. He continues now to run in the top 15. It's a racetrack where you can really struggle, but you can look awfully good if you happen to hit a setup that really works. 268 laps complete. Jimmy Johnson is the leader. Jeff Gordon's team, who got him off pit road and put him back in the lead here several laps ago, has now slid all the way back to fifth place. But Jimmy Johnson continues to show no signs of letting up. His interval right now is about two and four-tenths seconds ahead of the rest of the field. So Ricky Rudd has picked up a little ground on him, probably catching up some of those big pack of traffic that's scattered all the way around this racetrack right now. Mike Bagley's made the difference. Yeah, Jimmy Johnson has uh, caught a lot of lap traffic, Barney. He's gone by Dave Blaney, also Jeremy Mayfield, Kevin Harvick, and others. Now Ricky Rudd has to go through that traffic, but the leader is still in lap traffic in turn four. Rudd climbs the banking of turn number four now. See some of that traffic directly ahead. He'll be dealing with very shortly. Hey, we still have 124 laps to go in this race today. This is plenty of time and another round of pit stops at least one more round with uh, opportunities uh, to close the ground and Ricky Rudd being uh, the uh, veteran that he is the Ironman of NASCAR which of course he clocked up last week at the Lowe's Motor Speedway now uh, certainly sitting back is kind of letting the laps wind down and waiting his uh, opportunity to move up and uh, maybe make a run at Jimmy Johnson. It would be good to see Ricky Rudd go back to victory lane. It's been a while for him. I'll tell you what over the years I guess when I when Ricky came to race with us back in about 1975, somewhere in that range, uh, nobody knew who he was. He just came out of nowhere, ran a few races. I guess the first race he ran was for Bill Champion and, That's uh, right. uh, mm-hmm. over in the Norfolk area. But his temperament and his demeanor as far as his attitude and everything else has been, I don't think it's changed one degree since he came in back in those early years when he did not have any success. And now that he's on top of his game, it's just never changed. He's just one of those guys that you really like to be around. You just take a situation like he had at Richmond. He was leading late in the race there several weeks back, got knocked out, and he was the man who was going to win the race that night without a doubt. When uh, we talked to him on our broadcast and uh, later the other members of the media spoke with Ricky Rudd, he was very laid back and cool about the whole thing. Now, maybe inside it was eating him alive. It probably was. But the way he came off, I mean, you know how many times these drivers will come out and just blast the guy that uh, caused the problem or, or point the finger at somebody else. And Ricky was saying, hey, you know, it's just one of those racing things. It happens. It's happened to other people. And, you know, no reason why it shouldn't happen to me sometimes, too. Yeah, it took him a lot of years. I mean, he was pretty much a hothead in the in the early years. I've seen him get out of the car and uh, throw helmets. We've also seen him a couple of times when he bumped somebody else. But you learn to get over that because that is part of this business. 279 laps go on the scoreboard. They're still chasing Jimmy Johnson as we go to pit road. Let's talk to Chad Canelson, crew chief of Jimmy Johnson. Chad, how many more stops? Well, we're hoping for one. You know, it's unfortunate. It looks like it's going to turn into another fuel mileage race, and that's one thing we don't get is good fuel mileage. Uh, Jimmy stays up on the wheel pretty hard all day, but I'll tell you what, the low Chevrolet's running great right now. If we can do it at one more stop, great. If we can't, you know, we'll just have to see what we can end up with. One more stop, they hope, for Jimmy Johnson, who's uh, 
for his first Winston Cup race at Dover. Got a heck of a job. So I'll almost make you a $2 bet that this whole situation will change before the day is over. A couple of times, more than likely. Let's pick up a good race going on for the seventh position. you got Sterling Marlin, Robbie Gordon, and Jeff Burton doing battle. They're headed to turn three. Single file off the end of the back straightaway. Sterling Marlin trying to hold off the advance of Robbie Gordon and Jeff Burton. Off the driver sliding wide in the banking now, all four. Sterling's car gets a little bit high out of turn number four. In fact, he hasn't been able to really run down at the apron of the racetrack all afternoon, but nevertheless, even running that high line, been able to hold his own. That might not be the case this time off turn two. Robbie Gordon's digging down to the inside of the racetrack. He gets a fender up alongside Sterling there momentarily. Still can't complete the pass. Looks like the high lane is the way to go for Sterling. He gets caught in the corner, but then makes it up on the straightaways. Robbie looks for room to make a move down to the inside. He's having a very good day, and Robbie's last run here at Dover was back in 1997. So I'm sure that's uh, been quite a while. Seems like he's finding his way around this place pretty well today. Once again, he goes after Sterling Marlinoff, too. Was using the inside lane earlier, but he's had to slide up a couple of lanes because the lap car of Brett Bodine occupies the lane down low. Off the end of the back shoot again, Marlin goes way wide, gives the look to Gordon. Gordon still can't get there in four. He can get a fender alongside as he comes off turn number four. He can't get a run going because Sterling has an awful lot of horsepower down this front straightaway and pulls him by even a car length. Again, he goes high. Gordon goes low. Not going to be able to pull the pass off even again. Teasing Robbie Gordon with that inside lane. Sterling leaving the bottom two-thirds of the track open. But Robbie still can't make anything happen. And Jeff Burton behind those two cars still can't make anything happen of his own. He stays single file. Following the race there for the seventh position, eighth, ninth, and tenth. It is Sterling Marlin running in seventh. Robbie Gordon eighth. Jeff Burton ninth and Rusty Wallace 10th. We have 115 laps to go. Jimmy Johnson is in charge by 3.6 seconds over Dale Jarrett now. Caution flag is out here at Dover International Speedway for the fifth time today for an incident in turn three. Problems off the end of the back stretch for Jeff Green. Joe, the car darted up from the bottom of the racetrack, slammed hard into the outside wall. He coasted down the racetrack, now sits crossways on the apron. Safety crews on the scene. Good news is he has dropped the window net, but the crews are on the scene to try to remove him and his car from turn three. And too bad because he'd had a pretty decent run going off and on here this afternoon at Dover, but uh, it may be over for the day for Jeff Green over in turn number three. Now, this is going to, if if this race should finish under green, we're at lap 291. Pit stop's about to occur here at lap 292. And Winston Kelly, is that going to put fuel being a big factor here? It could. I think what we will see is there'll be some guys that'll come down pit road after this round of pit stops because we've seen guys go. I think it was Bobby Labonte a few years ago, 107 laps. We're going to be at 108 after they make this stop. So I expect some guys to come down and top off at the end of this caution flag. Casey Atwood comes to pit road just in front of him. Robbie Gordon, both crews working on the right side of the car. Here comes Rusty Wallace, Tony Stewart, Elliot Sadler, and Bobby Hamilton, all of them getting four tires in fuel, and most of them getting some fairly significant chassis adjustments to the leader's pit, Jim Phillips. The leader, Jimmy Johnson, is in. The left side work is done. He's down on the way at 16.3. He's going to lose the lead out in the pit lane. Ricky Rudd and Bill Elliott beat him off the pit lane. Here's Jeff Gordon coming off the pit lane with four new tires. 
Ricky Rudd is in the pits getting four new tires. So let's swing it down to Adam Alexander. Sterling Marlin, the quickest off of this end of the pit lane, also making pit stops. Dale Earnhardt Jr., four tires and fuel. Jeff Burton was in. His good run continues. Four tires and gasoline for him. Also in, Dale Jarrett, Terry Labonte, and Ryan Newman, all taking on four tires and 76 racing gasoline at lap 292 of 400. So Jeff Green has smacked the wall over in turn number three to bring out the yellow flag for the fifth time this afternoon. Again, the caution comes out at lap 291. Jeff was running in the 19th position when that incident occurred there in turn number three. It appeared that possibly a tire was cut down because he was riding along, looked to be in pretty good shape on the back straightaway, and suddenly just kind of shot up into the outside retaining wall. So a good day has gone awry for another one of Richard Childress's machines. Jimmy Johnson was the race leader, but now it's going to shift over to Dale Jarrett. He was the first off-pit road after the stops. Ricky Rudd will move up to second, Bill Elliott to third, Jimmy Johnson fourth, and Jeff Burton now is in the top five. He's in the fifth spot. Sterling Marlin just behind him in sixth. Rusty Wallace is seventh. Casey Atwood eighth. Robbie Gordon ninth. And Jeff Gordon is tenth. Taking you further down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap 293. In 11th is Tony Stewart. 12th is Ryan Newman. Terry Labonte is 13th. Elliot Sadler is 14th. And Bobby Hamilton is now back up to 15th. Ricky Craven runs in 16th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 17th. Bobby Labonte is 18th. Michael Waltrip 19th. And Kurt Busch is 20th. Ken Schrader is 21st, Todd Bodine is 22nd, Kyle Petty 23rd, Jimmy Spencer 24th, and Mike Skinner runs in 25th. Stacey Compton's 26th now, Steve Grissom 27th, Kevin Harvick 28th, Hutt Strickland 29th, and Dave Blaney is 30th. Jeff Green now out of the race, 32nd is Tony Raines, 33rd Jerry Nadeau, Chad Little is 34th, John Andretti is 35th, Brett Bodine is 36th, Jeremy Mayfield 37th, and Ward Burton is 38th. Also out of the race, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, Dick Trickle and Joe Nemechek. Steve Park is back after spending a number of laps behind the wall from an earlier crash in the race. He's being shown now in 41st. That's a look at the AutoZone leaderboard. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Still working caution. Cleanup is going on over in turn number three. So it'll give us a minute to uh, talk about Jack Roush. Jack made his return back to the speedway here this weekend and had a chance to talk with him down there. Very happy man to be back in back in the pit area. And Winston Kelly, I think you've been in the vicinity of Jack over there a couple of times this afternoon. I have, and Jack has uh, gone to his motorhome. Also had a chance to talk to him this morning, and he wanted to say a couple of things. One is uh, re- recovery is going extremely well. He feels very blessed to be here and passed along his thanks to Larry Hicks, who was the uh, Marine Corps uh, sergeant who had helped get him out of the water there down in Alabama. And he also wanted to send his thanks to all the fans, all the members of the racing community for all the well wishes, the cards, the calls, and just all the outpouring of support and love that he had gotten over the last number of weeks. Uh, so Jack Roush doing extremely well, but he uh, got down off the pit box just a few laps ago and uh, decided he was going to go into the uh, infield area to the motor home. But Jack Roush looking very good, feeling very good, and sends his thanks to everybody, all the fans, and uh, everybody in the racing community. Now, Jack told us this morning down there, he said, I feel really good. He said, I don't know if I'm going to be able to stay out there in that hot sun all day long, but he said, I'm going to make it as long as I can. But it was good to see him back here at the racetrack. His cars have been doing pretty well off and on uh, this whole season. Should be happy. Yeah, all of his teams have won uh, a race, uh, including his Bush Series teams and his Winston Cup teams, with the exception of Jeff Burton. And now Jeff's in pretty good shape to maybe win this thing today. He's up there in the fifth position now with 105 laps to go. Later on in today's broadcast, Barney and I will select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. The driver who experiences the best break during today's race will see a $500 donation awarded to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's 
Ministries on his behalf. Raybestos brakes are the official brakes of NASCAR. Still uh, about to complete the cleanup over in turns three and four. Should be going back to green here very shortly. 295 laps are on the board. We'll be going into the final 100 miles, and usually here at Dover, that's when everything suddenly changes complexion real quick, so to speak. When they talk about this being a, a race of survival, what they're talking about is this final 100 laps. If you make it to this point and you're in good position on the lead lap, hopefully, then suddenly you can start racing. And sometimes we see some of the toughest racing in the final 100 laps of an event here today. What we're showing now is 18 cars that are on the lead lap here with just 105 laps to go. And some names, Barney, that uh, were nowhere near the front of the field at the start of the race here today, namely Dale Jarrett. He was buried back in the back of the pack. Uh, other names like Jeff Burton, he struggled all day long. Sterling Marlin started back in 27th. Rusty Wallace has not been a player all day long. And finally, these guys are up in the top ten. Other names that uh, have been close to the front all day, Casey Atwood and Robbie Gordon, both having very good runs here today at Dover. Yeah, Tony Stewart's creeped up there also. Tony is scheduled to restart back in 11th position here. Ryan Newman has moved up uh, fairly close to the top 10. He is 12th right now. Cherry Labonte's had a pretty good day here. A couple of times have kind of looked at the scoring monitor here, and Cherry would be back uh, 20th, 22nd, 23rd, and then all of a sudden he's back up there inside the top 15, and currently he is 13th, having a pretty good run here. Field forming up for a double-file restart over in turns one and two right now, getting ready to go back to green. They'll take the green at lap 297, and that will give us 103 laps remaining in the MBNA Platinum 400 here at Dover. They're lining up three wide for the restart. Yeah, three wide. A few folks uh, obviously don't know exactly where they need to go. It is a double-file restart. It will be Mike Skinner in the Kodak Chevrolet, the leader of the laps down cars, along with Kyle Petty lining up there, Todd Bodine and Kevin Harvick. They're on the inside lane. On the lead lap lane is Dale Jarrett, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Burton as the green flag is out again. Green goes back in the air. Good restart again for Dale Jarrett. He'll get away from Ricky Rudd by a couple of car lengths, and Mike Skinner is going to put his car between himself and the second-place machine of Ricky Rudd. He's a lap down. Mike Skinner now squeezes himself in between Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. On to the back straightaway. Jarrett sets sail. Now Ricky Rudd feels the heat from Kyle Petty, a lap car in turn three. Bill Elliott right behind him. He's not a lapped car. He's putting pressure on Ricky Rudd as well. This is for the third spot, and right on his heels, the car of Jimmy Johnson trying to work his way back to the front all dealing with heavy traffic in turn one. Third, fourth, fifth, and sixth stacked up. Single file until Jimmy Johnson changes lanes. He'll bypass Bill Elliott in turns one and two. Now goes to work on Ricky Rudd. All the while, Jeff Burton's on the move. He tries to go to work on Bill Elliott in three. Car to watch right now is going to be Jimmy Johnson. He's been good all day long, but we're going into the final 100 miles here very shortly. He's trying to get underneath Ricky Rudd. He goes way down to the apron of the racetrack. Ricky goes with him, shuts him down, makes him stay back there. They head over to turn two. Ricky Rudd hangs on to second. Jimmy Johnson now under attack for third. Elliott climbs the banking, tries to put the press on there, has to get back in line, single file. They'll race that way off the end of the back stretch. Further back, a problem for Dale Earnhardt Jr. was running in the 16th spot. He's fallen back to the rear of the field. Now seeing to be back up to speed, but he slipped pretty big over in turn two. Let's go to pit road. They just took back out of the race today. What happened, Jeff? I just that set of tires was a lot tighter for some reason, Jim. And uh, I guess I just wore my right front out and it popped going into three. And before I get it stopped, I hit the fence. Not real hard, but hard enough to uh, probably end our day. Had a good day going, a decent day, uh, but just still not what we want. 
Second yesterday will not finish today. That's Jeff Green. He did have a pretty good run going. He was going to come up with at least a top 10 finish. They're chasing Dale Jarrett right now. We're 99 laps away from being at the conclusion here as he heads off into turn three. Three lap cars separate first and second. You got Mike Skinner, Todd Bodine, and Kyle Petty. Then the battle for second. Ricky Rudd and Jimmy Johnson nose to tail there. Adam Alexander, what was the situation on the Budweiser Chevy? Well, he actually came down the pit lane at lap 296 right before we went back under the green and topped off with fuel. So, Joe, he had actually Still a little bit loose, but the Budweiser Chevrolet may be the only car that can go the distance from here. Good scramble again for second place. Heads over to turns three and four. Work into the corner. Back into the front straightaway. Ricky Rudd has second. Jimmy Johnson is really pressing him to get up there and take it away as they go across the start-finish line and go back into turn one. Bill Elliott's losing a little ground. He is fourth. Jeff Burton a strong fifth there in turn two. Watching Ricky Rudd go to work on, to, on some of the lap traffic. Kyle Petty is the car that Ricky's trying to pass. Ricky tried to open the inside lane off turn two, but Kyle had that lane blocked. This time in three again. Kyle Petty using the low lane. Ricky you run and Jimmy Johnson have nowhere to go. Ricky needs to get by because Jimmy Johnson is fast. Ricky knows that. He's got to open a lane, make a move, or Jimmy's going to be all over him. Let's follow that battle again. Back to turn one. Jimmy Johnson changes lanes, goes to the outside, now has to dart back to the inside because Kyle Petty changed lanes. Ricky Rudd passes Kyle Petty, opens the inside for Jimmy Johnson. Now here again, the battle for second rages on in turn three. Again, Jimmy Johnson tries to get the inside groove. That's where he's been strong all day long, although we've seen make a lot of passes on some strong cars running on the outside. He can't get underneath Ricky. He can't go around on the outside. They are making up a little ground on Dale Jarrett and now Johnson goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Here he comes down to the inside. He gets a fender up alongside. They almost bounce off each other. Rudd and Johnson side by side for second and three. Ricky's been trying to protect that inside lane but can't do it now. Jimmy Johnson on the move as a caution flag. Comes out once again. The caution flag being displayed on lap number 306. And it appears that uh, possibly some debris on the racetrack has brought out this, the sixth caution of the day. Debris on the racetrack up in turn one has brought out the caution flag for the sixth time here today. So under the yellow flag, Dale Jarrett leads Jimmy Johnson, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, and Jeff Burton. From the Dover International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. We're at lap 308 of the NBNA Platinum 400. Just about everybody on pit road with the exception of the race leader. Let's go to Jim Phillips. Well, not all opted for tires, though. Jeff Gordon and Jimmy Johnson opted for tires, Joe. Bill Elliott did not. And I think there was cars in front of Winston Kelly that did the same, just gasoline only. Yeah, there were a host of them that did that. Casey Atwood, Robbie Gordon among those cars that decided to just to do fuel only. Elliott Sadler decided that they would stay out. Tires the name of the game for Bobby Hamilton and Tony Stewart. So kind of a hodgepodge of uh, pit strategies down here on the midsection of pit road. How about you, Adam? We'll get an update from Adam Alexander momentarily. Again, Ricky Rudd stays on the racetrack, and therefore he does pick up the top spot. We'll see what the strategy is for the Haviland Ford team momentarily. But as they come back across the line, they're now showing Ryan Newman taking the second spot. Elliott Sadler picking up third. Bill Elliott fourth and Jeff Burton fifth. Casey Atwood runs in sixth now. Robbie Gordon seventh. Ricky Craven eighth. Ninth is Dale Jarrett and tenth Jimmy Johnson. As we said, a lot of strategies playing out on pit road down there, some taking on a couple of tires, some just fuel. Let's go back to the pits. Well, Marty, uh, one thing about it, Ricky Rudd has got uh, some of the best in the business uh, as far as the gasoline. they got uh, Doug Yates, and they, they know. And we're going to try to get a word with uh, Michael McSwain uh, here 
in just a minute if we can. And we'll go step up here and see if we can get a word with Michael. Michael, you didn't pit. Why? Uh, we feel like we can make it here on gas. Track position is so important, just like you've seen everywhere we raced this year. Uh, you see what we just went through on the restart. So we're going to take a little gamble here and hopefully only got about eight laps on our tires. Hopefully we can get a good jump, stretch it out, and then it, it won't make no difference. So you think track position is that important here? Yeah, I think it is. I mean, you've seen it all day long. We were out front. We were out front. You know, uh, we're going to take that gamble. All right, he's a gambling man. That's Michael McSwain, crew chief for Ricky Rudd. Tell you what, he's got some good backup down there as far as facts and figures of how far they can go. they got one of the best gas men in the business. They can figure it right down to a thimbleful, and that's Norman Kozabuju. He's been around a long, long time, and if he had any apprehension about Ricky not being able to make the distance, they wouldn't have gambled, I don't think. Well, after all, this is a gambling town, so I don't think <laughs> maybe not a bad move for Ricky Rudd. He's going to be on the point now as we get ready to go with 98 laps. No, it's 90 laps to go in the MBNA Platinum 400. Ricky Rudd, Ryan Newman running second, Elliot Sadler third, Bill Elliott fourth, and Jeff Burton fifth. Casey Atwood is sixth, seventh is Robbie Gordon, Ricky Craven eighth, Dale Jarrett ninth, and Jimmy Johnson now back in tenth. Sterling Marlin is in eleventh, Rusty Wallace is twelfth, Jeff Gordon is thirteenth. Running in 14th is Tony Stewart. Bobby Labonte is 15th. 16th is Terry Labonte. 17th is Dale Earnhardt Jr. And 18th, Bobby Hamilton. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Rest of the top 25 are Kurt Busch, Todd Bodine, who's in 20th, Michael Waltrip, 21st, Ken Schrader, 22nd, Kyle Petty, 23rd, Mike Skinner, 24th, and Stacey Compton, 25th. Maybe getting out in clean air will be a big advantage for Ricky Rudd also because everybody that's been able to get out there and get away from the rest of the field has opened up a lot of daylight, and that Ricky has probably been observing that along with the rest of his crew members. Here they come out of turn four looking for the green flag. They'll take it at lap 311. Rudd off and running. Ryan Newman tries to hang with him. So is Elliot Sadler. They try to get away from that lap traffic down to the inside as they race to turn two. So far, Ricky Rudd's been successful in clearing Kurt Busch. Now here's Ryan Newman in the outside lane bypassing the Kurt Busch car. Now Elliot Sattler has to go to work on the lap traffic as behind them three wide momentarily in the corner. A couple of cars trying to clear themselves of lapped traffic. One of those a little further back, Jeff Burton. He's got cars all over the place in front of him. Casey Atwood back in that pack along with Robbie Gordon also digging hard as Ricky Rudd leads up into turn two. Here they come back to the corner now. Ricky Rudd's lead about two, maybe three car lengths over Ryan Newman. Newman has Kurt Busch hot on his heels. Then Elliot Sattler. Then about five car lengths behind those cars. It's getting hot and heavy from Bill Elliott, Mike Skinner, Kyle Petty on back. Yeah, Bill Elliott's back there fourth. Jeff Burton is fifth. Casey Atwood sixth. Robbie Gordon is seventh. And Ricky Craven is eighth. And that's where a real scramble's going on as they go back to the corner. Ricky Rudd adds another car length to his advantage as they go over to turn two in a scramble for second. He'll add a car length and he'll also add the lap car of Kurt Busch check, to his advantage here. because here comes Ryan Newman now feeling the challenge from Busch. Busch now gets the advantage and the track position back to in the corner. That'll see a battle shape up for the second spot. Elliot Sadler has tracked down Ryan Newman trying to make a pass on him now as they watch Ricky Rudd drive off. They're in turn one. Watching the battle for the second position as Ricky Rudd waves bye-bye. Ryan Newman says hello to Elliot Sadler. Off the the corner now. The battle for the second spot tightens up. About a car length and a half separate the positions two and three off the end of the back stretch. Looking back in the field for Jimmy Johnson, he is back there at 10th place trying to get around and move up to the front of the field. He rides behind Dale Jarrett and Ricky Craven there in heavy traffic out of turn number four, having to work some of that lap traffic down to the inside. Johnson still has plenty of time get, to get back up there. There's 84, 85 laps remaining in this race as the leader goes to three. Jimmy Johnson now working on Dale Jarrett off of turn number two, tries to open the inside 
inside lane. Not there. He'll try it again on the back straightaway. Still not there. The lap car of Mark Martin is there. Now here again, Johnson goes to work on Jarrett. Also, Casey Atwood seeing a challenge. Now coming off turn number four, and he will lose a spot. Robbie Gordon went to his inside. Robbie Gordon advances to six. Casey Atwood to seventh. Now Ricky Craven's going to try him off turn two. Craven opens the inside lane, coming into the corner. Atwood not being able to keep that serious satellite radio Dodge glued down low. Almost bouncing off of Craven halfway down the back straightaway. They still race side-by-side side for position. Ricky Craven's had a good race car all day. He's got his hands full right now. Jimmy Johnson had thoughts, very serious thoughts, I think, coming off turn number four, saying, hey, I need to get by both these guys, and if I have to stack them three wide, I might do it. He has second thoughts about that as he goes over to turn two. Jimmy Johnson's trying to find his way around. He's got Ricky Craven and Casey Atwood side-by-side. Side. Now Craven finally completes the pass on Atwood. Now here's Jimmy Johnson trying to pass Atwood. He's getting pressure from Dale Jarrett from behind. Jimmy tries to slam it down on the inside of the track, makes contact with Casey Atwood. A great save by Casey Atwood, but he'll lose several positions. Robbie Gordon gets away. Also, the machine of Jeff Burton gets by cleanly. Ricky Craven gets by as well. But again, Casey Atwood nearly lost that car coming off turn four. Let's pick him up on the back straightaway again. Jeff Gordon now to the inside of Casey Atwood. They're racing side by side as they come back off turn number four. Let's see who will give in this particular battle. It'll be Gordon slipping by to pick off that spot. Casey Atwood settles back in line in single file. Great save by Casey. Yeah, it really was. Uh, He got tagged there in the rear end, knocked a car a little bit sideways, and he did a good job of keeping it out of the wall. Now he just needs to settle down. He's still got plenty of time to get back up there and get a top five finish. We have some 80 laps remaining for the leader, Ricky Rudd, and the rest of the field. Ryan Newman hangs on to second. Elliot Sadler's third. Bill Elliott's fourth. And Jeff Burton is... Today's broadcast of the MVNA Platinum 400 on MRN Radio is brought to you in part by Wix Filters, the number one filter in NASCAR, by Chevrolet. If only everything was as dependable as the Chevy, Chevy, we'll be there. By Budweiser, with the crisp, clean, refreshing taste you'll find in no other beer. This Bud's for you. And by Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. We're back at the Dover International Speedway, closing in on the final laps here this afternoon of the MBNA Platinum 400. A gamble by Ricky Rudd to stay on the racetrack. They feel like he's got plenty of fuel to get him the distance. has paid off greatly. He is two and eight-tenths seconds ahead of Ryan Newman, who also stayed out, did not come in and take on a splash of fuel. As he works his way back into turns one and two, his lead is getting even bigger. Yeah, here comes Ricky Rudd off onto the back straightaway. The lead he has is almost three-quarters the length of the back stretch over Ryan Newman. But if Newman looks back, he sees Bill Elliott closing in. Only about two car lengths separate the second and third positions in four. Elliott's been strong all day, and here in the closing lap, suddenly once again is up here in the top three, riding along in the third spot. As far as Jimmy Johnson, who led so much earlier on in the day, he's back in the sixth spot, and he's got pressure from behind. Yeah, he's got Robbie Gordon trying to take that spot away, while at the same time, Johnson is trying to take the fifth spot away from Elliott Sadler. On the back straightaway now, a car length separates Sadler and Johnson, and about the same from Johnson back to Gordon. Yeah, Elliott Sadler is another car. There were three of them that stayed on the racetrack, did not come in and take either tires or fuel. He has slid back right now and is in danger of losing another position. 
as Jimmy Johnson closes in on him from sixth place. They go over to turn two. Here's the battle for the fifth spot. Elliott Sadler slides up the racetrack. Jimmy Johnson goes to work down low, gets the low Chevy wound up. He'll take the spot on the back straightaway. Now Elliott Sadler gets in line in sixth. He's got about a car length and a half over Robbie Gordon in seventh. Robbie Gordon coming right up on his rear deck. He wants a piece of this as well, but not yet close enough to strike. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio is live at Dover International Speedway in Delaware, bringing you coverage of the MBNA Platinum 400, now with just 69 laps to go, along with Barney Hall. I'm Joe Moore, Mike Bagley covering the action for us in the turns today, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Adam Alexander patrolling the pit lane. We've seen 12 lead changes among seven drivers today. Caution flags have waved six times. And we have some drama here in the closing laps. The last opportunity to come in, Ricky Rudd stayed out. They think they can make it on fuel and tires. He, Ryan Newman, and Elliott Sandler stayed on the racetrack. The other guys came in and made stops. They're feeling a little more confident about their chances, but Ricky Rudd's looking good right now. Yeah, he's looking real good, and if this race stays green, he's going to be looking even better because it doesn't seem that anybody can make up any ground on the leader when they're out there under green, and he's got a pretty good advantage of a couple of seconds ahead of the rest of the field, and Ricky right now has made his advantage three and three-tenths seconds over Ryan Newman and Bill Elliott. They work their way around this racetrack, and Winston Kelly... Is there any doubt right now also in the other two cars, aside from Ricky Rudd in your area, about the fuel? Are they just hoping that it'll go the distance, or were they pretty sure? Well, they're pretty sure in Elliott Sadler's crew. They were talking when that caution flag came out. If everybody came down pit road, they were going to stay out for track position. If everybody stayed out and thought they could make it, they were going to come down and make some adjustments. So it's no surprise, A, that they stayed out, and B, that they've lost some positions. What Elliott wanted to do if they did come down pit road is to make some adjustments to tighten the car up just a little bit. The Motorcraft 4 crew opted for the track position, so they're very sure that they can make it that final 105 laps. 65 laps is all that remained here at Dover this afternoon. Ricky Rudd continues to set a blistering pace here this afternoon. He's threatening to get a full three seconds ahead of the field. He is 2.9 over Bill Elliott, Ryan Newman, Jimmy Johnson, and Jeff Burton, the top five. Robbie Gordon continues to have a good day. He is sixth. Dale Jarrett is seventh. Elliott Sadler is eighth. Ricky Craven is ninth. And Jeff Gordon is tenth. Sterling Marlin, who had hung around the top five the bigger part of the day, has now slid back to 11th. Rusty Wallace is 12th. Bobby Hamilton's 13th, Tony Stewart's 14th, and Bobby Labonte is 15th. And I think the one surprise for me today is that Tony Stewart has not been up there and been a factor to win this thing. May, may yet be, but he got a long way to go. Every time he's been at this racetrack, he's had uh, very good finishes. He's won two times here, and I think everyone just kind of figured, without even thinking a lot about it, yeah, he'll be one of the factors. Matter of fact, Joe Gibbs' teams, both of his teams, have won three of the last six races here. Bobby Labonte won in June of 99. Tony won both races in 2000. And Tony's finished seventh or better in all six of his career races here at Dover. So it is a surprise that he's not doing quite that well here today. But I, I guess it shouldn't be a surprise that names like Ricky Rudd and Bill Elliott are up at the front of the pack leading right now, both with a lot of experience here and both with four wins at Dover. Yeah, but they're being pressed by some of the newcomers that uh, have been very much in the news in recent weeks, Ryan Newman and Jimmy Johnson, who ride third and fourth. Take a swing down pit road right now or anything that's developed down there. Jim Phillips. Well, let's talk to Mike Ford. He's the crew chief for Bill Elliott with one question. He'll step up here on his toolbox. Mike, can you, can you catch Ricky Rudd? I can hear what you said. Traffic down here, but 
You know, the Dodge Dealers and Traffic's run pretty good. We put ourselves in a position to try and win this race. I don't know if Ricky can make it to the end on fuel or not. We're catching him a little bit. We'll wait and see here. Spike Ford, crew chief for Ricky Rudd. Uh, we're pretty good shape on fuel, but uh, the distance is beginning to build. Winston Kelly. Well, you talked about Tony Stewart. The problems go back to about the third pit stop where they had to make some significant chassis adjustments, pulling the spring rubbers out, and they also had a couple of lug nuts fall off, and they very steadily kept creeping their way back up, but stuck back in traffic with a tire situation that Tony's not quite as comfortable with as the tire compound that they had a couple of years ago back in 2000. Tony Stewart just looking to salvage a good run today, or a, a good run for some, not a good run for him, as his worst finish here is seventh. He's running 14th right now. Let's check in with Adam Alexander. Well, we all know track position is key here at Dover. It hasn't been easy on the rookie Ryan Newman. He crashed his primary car in Bud Pole qualifying on Friday afternoon. Had to start 38th with a provisional, but the young driver seems to be managing just fine in his first start at Dover. They use a little bit of track position strategy in this most recent stop. Obviously, under the most recent caution, rather, not coming to the pit lane. He slipped a few positions. I talked to crew chief Matt Borland if they can go the distance. He said it's going to be close. We just wanted to get in the top five and have a chance to be there at the end. But no doubt, a solid run going for Ryan Newman in the Alltel Ford. Ricky Rudd looking awfully good right now. Just 51 laps to go. Ricky Rudd was looking awfully good some 15 laps ago, and he still looks pretty good out there leading this race. But now, Jimmy Johnson has turned up the wick. He has cut that big interval he had down to a second and a half. They're off turn two. Barney, Jimmy Johnson has been shoveling on the coals. He comes onto the back straightaway, trying to bypass the lap car of Hutch Strickland. Strickland gives way. Now Dale Jr., also Kevin Harvick, and also Steve Grissom between first and second, all four. Three slower cars, three lapped machines separate the leader from Jimmy Johnson, and now it's only a a second, 1.4 seconds from first back to second. Jimmy Johnson starts working on traffic off turn two. He changes lanes. He's already past Hutch Strickland. He goes to the outside off the corner. Now on the back straightaway, sizes up Kevin Harvick. Johnson again changes lanes, goes high, bypasses Harvick in three. 43 laps is all that remain here as he comes off turn number four, trying to chase Ricky Rudd down. As we have said many, many times, catching the leader is one thing, getting around is another. I don't think Ricky's going to go down easy, although Johnson right now definitely has the fastest car out there. They're heading for three. He bypasses Steve Grissom off turn two. No lap traffic between Ricky Rudd and Jimmy Johnson. Back to the corner. Rudd changes lanes, goes up the racetrack. Johnson goes even higher in turn four. Johnson does take it high up in turns three and four, trying not to bind that race car up, trying to pick up as much ground as he can on Ricky Rudd. And he has picked up a little more now, 1.2 seconds from first to second. Here he comes again in the corner. Jimmy Johnson using about the second half, maybe the third lane up the racetrack. Ricky Rudd has changed his approach as well. He's using the higher lane, trying to keep his car well up, but Jimmy Johnson is definitely on the threat here off the corner. Bill Elliott's in pretty good shape right now. He is third. He Ryan Newman trying to run him down is a ways behind him yet. Ryan Newman not in danger of losing fourth place. Jeff Burton is a ways back. Dale Jarrett, who rides in sixth, is trying to make up a little ground on Jeff Burton, and Robbie Gordon rides seventh. Jeff Gordon's eighth. Elliott Sadler has slid all the way back to ninth, and Ricky Craven make up the top ten. 
as Ricky Rudd sees his big advantage shrink down to maybe 10 car lengths right now as he comes out of turn number four. Got only one lap car, Tony Raines, between himself and Jimmy Johnson now, but they're going to catch a big pack of traffic over in turn two. Yeah, they've got four cars ahead. They've got John Andretti, also Kurt Busch, Michael Waltrip, and Ken Schrader. All four of those cars getting quite dicey. About a quarter of the length of the backstretch before the race leader will have to encounter this lap traffic. It's going to come down to a battle of the Gray Brigade versus the Brat Pack. Ricky Rudd coming off the corner with Jimmy Johnson closing in now by half a second. The margin from first to second, and they're closing in on more traffic. And Johnson is there. He is really chopping it down, maybe about two car lengths separating the top two, and they're not even close to catching the lap traffic. On the back straightaway, Ricky Rudd looks back, sees Johnson coming quick off the end of the backstretch. Rudd slides up the race track. Here comes Johnson to the inside in four. Jimmy Johnson got a good run going down the back stretch. Richie might have, Ricky might have went in that corner a little harder than he wanted to. The car kicked up and they raced door to door. This is for the lead as they go to one. Ford and Chevy side by side for the top spot. Jimmy Johnson, Chevy down low. Ricky runs Ford up top and Chevy will win. Johnson goes back to the top of the leaderboard. Now the task at hand for Ricky Rudd is to try to stay with Jimmy Johnson off the end of the back stretch. Just 37 laps from the finish, and Jimmy Johnson talk about power. He was over three seconds behind. He's erased that deficit and has now taken over the top spot here at Dover International Speedway. Johnson, the race leader. Ricky Rudd second. It's another two seconds back to Bill Elliott in third. Jeff Burton fourth and Ryan Newman now in fifth. Watching Jeff Burton come back into turn number two now, racing for that fourth position. He's just bypassed Ryan Newman, so give Burton that spot. Ryan Newman looks back, sees Dale Jarrett pouring on the coals. Jarrett changes lanes, uses the high lane in turn four. Dale Jarrett's going to have a good day here if he doesn't have any mechanical problems between now and the finish. He's going to have a good run and a good finish here this afternoon as he has caught Ryan Newman, really putting the heat on him right now. Let's pick that up over in turn two. Dale Jarrett changes lanes off the end of the front stretch now. He's using the outside lane while Ryan Newman pins his four down low. Jarrett with an enormous runoff turn two will bypass Ryan Newman before they reach the entrance to turn three. What you call power move coming up off turn number two. DJ just pulled out in front, but hey, Ryan Newman's got his own power. He pulls even again as they come off turn four. That race is still on as they go back to turn one. Here comes Dale Jarrett now using that high lane. Ryan Newman digging hard down low while Jarrett slides up the racetrack. It opens the inside lane for Ryan Newman. Although now Newman bobbles off the corner, so Dale Jarrett's able to break free of him. Now trying to close in on Jeff Burton and try and take the fourth spot away. It's not over. There's 34 laps yet to run here at Dover. Caution is on the speedway. That'll change the complexion for everything here at Dover. It comes out at lap 371. Problem in turn number two. Barney, it's a problem with Ken Schrader's car. It looks like the rear end housing has come loose on his machine, and the car is tracking rather cattywampus. It's jerking back and forth. He's trying to gain control. He's off the pace and down to the inside in turn three. Schrader is running 20th at the time, not having that bad a day here at Dover International Speedway, but it gets real bad here. Just 28 laps shy of the finish. That's the last thing in the world that uh, Jimmy Johnson wanted to see was a yellow flag come out, and now that's going to bunch everybody right back up behind him, give him another run at him. Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Jeff Burton, Ryan Newman, and Jeff Gordon and Robbie Gordon are the top eight cars. So, as we have said before, a lot of things happen in the final laps here at Dover. Typically do in a race here at this track. Jim Phillips, what do we expect on pit road now? Everybody going to come in? I don't think so, Joe. Uh, uh, You're going to see Bill Elliott for sure would stay out because he can make it on fuel. Uh, I'm not sure about Ricky Rudd at uh, 
They hadn't said anything about it yet, but uh, they could be. But these cautions will, you know, stretch the fuel mileage and help them some because they won't be, they're not running that fast and using that much fuel. Well, they passed the entrance to pit road this time, but pit road is closed because Ken Schrader's car is sitting right in the middle of pit road. It's stalled there, and they're having to send a record to push his M&M's Pontiac out of the way. So we don't get an indication this time, but once they clear that car and come back around, we'll find out who will take the opportunity to come down the pit lane and maybe make a shot at this thing. Let's see. Uh, it's only going to be 26 laps to go, possibly as few as 25 once we get the green flag and get this thing going once again. And we've got 18 cars on the lead lap, so it's going to be a very hard decision to make for whether you're leading or whether you're right in the middle of that pack of traffic. As they make their way off turn number two, it'll be a time before they get back to the pit road and give us a minute to talk about this. Next week, we'll mark the anniversary of the World War II D-Day invasion. To honor those in our country's military service who gave their lives in the invasion, Congress placed the National D-Day Memorial in Bedford, Virginia. Bedford lost more citizens per population in the D-Day invasion than any other town or city in the United States. The National D-Day Memorial has fallen into debt and is asking for your help with a dollar for D-Day Drive to keep the memorial open and operating. The plan is real simple. If you'll send $1, an amount most of us carry around in loose change and urge two of your friends to do the same, the National D-Day Memorial can pay off its debt and remain open. Remember, just $1. Send your contributions to the National D-Day Memorial Foundation, Post Office Box 77, in Bedford, Virginia. The zip code is 24523. We owe it to the veterans of World War II. Field works off turn four, passes the entrance to pit road once again, but the pit road is still closed. They haven't quite gotten uh, Ken Schrader's car out of the way. They tried to push it into the entrance between the break and the pit wall right here at the start-finish line and uh, got a little bit uh, mixed up with the wrecker there, so they're rolling the car back trying to get it in position to push it out of the way and then open the pit lane and see who will come down and make a stop. Winston Kelly, any indication at your part of pit road of anyone maybe coming in? Well, I know Elliott Sadler is going to come in. They lost uh, so many positions, and they need to make some chassis adjustments on their machine, so they're definitely going to come in. Looks like the pit board is out for Tony Stewart. They're going to make one last-ditch effort to make some chassis adjustments. I think some of the wild cards might be Robbie Gordon, who's had a good run. Do they want to stay out and see if they can make some track position as well? Uh, Same thing for Casey Atwood. They lost some track position when they got together with Jimmy Johnson, so definitely going to see Elliott Sadler in. Unless they're faking, we got the pit board out for Rusty Wallace and Tony Stewart. But I think there will probably be some guys that stay out here as pit road will be open this time around. Well, as you said, there are 18 cars showing on the lead lap. Some of those you feel like might take a gamble and dive onto pit road to see if they can help their chances. They come off the corner this time, and now Ricky Rudd is, he for a moment decided not to, and now he says, yep, I'm going to the pits. And here come quite a few other cars following him down. Bill Elliott's going to come in. Dale Jarrett is going to come in. As they swing down, here comes Jeff Gordon. Uh, Jeff Burton is on pit road. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Well, Robbie Gordon is going to bring his Chevrolet down onto pit road. The crew is going to go to work on the right side of the car, so it'll be at least a two-tire stop. Elliott Sadler in. Rusty Wallace swings in just in front of Tony Stewart, behind Bobby Hamilton. Hamilton pulls away. He and Bobby Labonte gets together, so that's going to cost both of them some time. Bobby Hamilton and Bobby Labonte getting together on pit road ever so slightly. Now to Jim Phillips. Ricky Rudd, he came in. I'm not surprised by that. So did Jeff Gordon. 
Ricky Craven also came in. Kurt Busch is in, but I was surprised that Bill Elliott came down the pit lane. But he got tires and fuel. He's back on the racetrack. Adam Alexander. The only folks playing pit strategy at this end of the pit lane, Jeff Burton. They take right side tires and fuel. Everybody else, four fresh Goodyear Eagles. That includes Sterling Marlin, Dale Jarrett, Terry Labonte, and Ryan Newman, all getting four tires and 76 racing gasoline. The last time they came down the pit lane, Jeff Burton did not get any tires. So that means his left side tires uh, has not had left side tires since lap 292. The car that stays on the racetrack, Jimmy Johnson. How's it going to play out? We'll have 24 laps to settle it when we come. Field will get the indication when they come back this time off turn number four. One more lap around and we'll go back to green. From the Dover International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Well, we got a good one going. There'll be 22 laps to go when they come off turn number four. They'll see the green flag to settle the MBNA Platinum 400. Jimmy Johnson stays on the racetrack. Everybody else that's been chasing him here for the last half hour, Jeff Burton, Bobby Hamilton, Ricky Rudd, Bill Elliott, Dale Jarrett, Rusty Wallace, all dived on the pit road. Most of those cars changed tires, at least a couple of tires. Bobby Hamilton took on fuel only. Let's see how it plays out. They come down to the line. The green flag goes in the air, and Jimmy Johnson is off and running. Jeff Burton tries to hang with him. So does Bobby Hamilton. They go to turn two. All these drivers taking the outside lane, trying to bypass the lap traffic. First driver to step out of line is Ricky Rudd. He will bail out of the outside lane, dive down low, trying to get by Bobby Hamilton. That won't work. Rudd now gets in line in the outside lane off the end of the back stretch. Rudd has to go wide to get by Kyle Petty's lapped machine. Meanwhile, Jimmy Johnson is pulled away by five car links. Over Jeff Burton, the second-place car. Bobby Hamilton, the third-place machine, now trying to clear himself of traffic. He's on the move. He's trying to take the second spot away from Jeff Burton. Again, still on the outside lane. Hamilton just now has cleared the lap car of Michael Waltrip. Here's Ricky Rudd. He, too, going to work on the lap traffic as the front four are free and clear of the lap cars. Now, this thing might have played right into the hands of Jimmy Johnson and his team. He's not going to have any traffic directly ahead. Ward Burton's the only car directly ahead of him. And with the laps winding down with just 20 to go, very unlikely he'll catch the tail end of the field before it's over. So he's going to be out there can pick and choose where he wants to go while everybody else is sort of going to be working traffic trying to run him down. He heads for turn three. Here's a change for third spot. Ricky Rudd dives down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton. Put Ricky Rudd now up to third. Hamilton now back to fourth. Rudd is now closing in on the second place car of Jeff Burton as they come up off turn number four. Just about three car links separating the two Fords. Let's follow that into turn one. Jeff Burton can't keep his car down to the inside of the racetrack. That works to Ricky Rudd's advantage. Rudd taking a lower line in the turn. On the back straightaway, about a car length separate those two drivers. Jeff Burton in second and Ricky Rudd in third. Now this field kind of beginning to spread out now as the laps wind down. There'll be 18 to go this time for Jimmy Johnson. He's about to catch Ward Burton. Ward just pulls all the way down the race bottom of the racetrack and says, have at it, settle this thing. They head back to turn number one. His advantage now over a full second already. He's off two. Here's Ricky Rudd. Change of lanes. Drops down to the inside. Bypasses Jeff Burton. Rudd now sets sail. Pulling away from Jeff Burton by about two car lengths. Now Ricky Rudd has about maybe 10 or 15 to make up to get up there and battle for the It'll be 17 laps to go when they come back to the line. Jimmy Johnson chased down Ricky Rudd in the last green flag segment. Can Ricky Rudd chase down Jimmy Johnson in this one? They're up in turn two. He's trying to pull away from Jeff Burton. Ricky Rudd is. He's pulled away by about two car lengths. Now the task at hand to track down Jimmy Johnson. On the back straightaway now. Rudd in hot pursuit, taking a lower line than he has the last few laps. Still about 15 to 20 car lengths behind. Yeah, Ricky's got a quick car out there. He got around Jeff Burton to take over second place and try and run him down. The, the time is going to become the factor right now. Just 16 more laps. And the way Jimmy Johnson has had that car dialed in all day long, it's going to be a hard task 
So Ricky right now loses a little more ground. In fact, he's going to get pressured a little bit to hang on to second. Yeah, Jeff Burton is going to take the outside lane off the end of the back straightaway. Rudd choosing a lower line, but feeling the heat from Burton in third. Rudd was within a second of Jimmy Johnson. It's now nearly two seconds from first back to second. And Jeff Burton, the third-place man, is trying to regain that second spot. And he's trying to do it in the outside lane, Joe. His car climbs the racetrack, working well for him. He pulls it down momentarily, then frees it up. And here he goes to the outside of Ricky Rudd off the end of the back stretch. They're side-by-side in three. Ricky Rudd down to the bottom of the racetrack. On the outside comes Jeff Burton. That's a race for second place. And looking back in the rearview mirror, Jimmy Johnson loves what's going on back there because he pulls away even more as the laps wind down to just 14. Again, the scramble now is going to be for fourth place. Yeah, here's a side-by-side battle between Bill Elliott and Bobby Hamilton. They're racing for fourth, and they've caught Ricky Rudd in third. Rudd taking a lower line on the back straightaway as if to get out of everyone's way. Here's Hamilton to the outside off the end of the back chute. Rudd is apparently having problems on the Haviland Ford. He is slowing even more, losing the third spot, the fourth spot, now the fifth spot. After beginning to chase down the race leader, he is fading in the back of the pack as Jimmy Johnson hits the back straightaway. Jimmy Johnson is on the back stretch, and Ricky Rudd is going backwards. He's just been bypassed by his teammate Dale Jarrett, Todd Bodine, a whole host of lap cars. Ricky Rudd waves out the window, saying, I'm off the pace down to the inside. Ricky Rudd now looks like to be heading for pit road. Yeah, Ricky's down on the apron of the racetrack, is heading for pit road. That's where we're heading right now. Let's and it's down. a tire problem for Ricky Rudd. He thinks the right rear, the right rear tire is going down on Ricky Rudd's Ford. Man, Tough break for Ricky Rudd. A chance to win once again today. This has happened about three times this year, and in the closing laps of a race, it all goes away. He rolls slowly down the pit lane while Jimmy Johnson leads the event, coming up strongly off turn number four to the start-finish line with 11 laps to go. Let's go back to Jim Phillips. And here comes Ricky Rudd, Joe. Right side tires going on this board. That's, uh, left side tires look to be up. It's a right side tire problem for Ricky Rudd. But they're going to go ahead and change all four tires since they're already in here and lost all, that, all those positions. Yeah, that tire might have been going down several laps before Ricky came in, and that was one reason he could not stay with the leader, Jimmy Johnson. He's had a strong race car all day. Jimmy Johnson crosses the line, 10 laps to go. Jeff Burton's the man now in charge of trying to chase him down with Bill Elliott running third. They go back over to turn two. Yeah, they come back to the corner now. Ricky Rudd up onto the racetrack right in front of Jeff Burton running in second. Bill Elliott in third, change for fourth. Bobby Hamilton getting shuffled back. Ryan Newman takes that spot, brings Dale Jarrett along with him. Dale Jarrett makes a move down to the inside of Bobby Hamilton, gains the position. Hamilton falls back in line behind him. That uh, puts them in positions four and five. Ryan Newman in fourth and Dale Jarrett in fifth. We have nine laps to go as they hit the back straightaway. Here they come off onto the back chute. Jimmy Johnson has already set sail for turn number three. Watching the battle for second heat up. Jeff Burton under fire. Bill Elliott's on the move. Bill Elliott's had a strong car all day long. He would have left to have put Dodge in victory lane. It's, uh, Dodge has not won at this racetrack since 1975 when Richard Petty won the old Delaware 500. Let's pick up that scramble again over in turn two. Ford and Dodge side by side. Coming into the corner, the Dodge of Bill Elliott wound up down low. He'll win the spot on the back stretch. Burton Ford now falling in line behind Elliott back to three. Bill Elliott grabs the second spot, but this is well behind race leader Jimmy Johnson, nearly three full seconds back. A little further in the pack, 
watching a couple of cars trying to make up some ground. Jeff Gordon now closing in on Bobby Hamilton. That'll be a race for the sixth position. It heads to turn one. Gordon's been trapped in traffic. He's finally gotten by Todd Bodai, and now he's going to work on Bobby Hamilton. Gordon's car climbs the banking while Hamilton rides down low. Here comes Gordon, wound up in the outside lane. He'll flash by Bobby Hamilton off the end of the back stretch. Jeff's had a pretty good race car all day long, but he certainly hasn't had anything for the leader. Let's go to the pits. Well, I need to clarify something on Ricky Rudd's uh, stop there. It was not a flat tire. It was a loose wheel on the right rear of the previous stop. Going to be very costly for Ricky Rudd. Uh, We're looking to see where Ricky has resurfaced. He is showing in 19th position, and that's not where he had planned to finish here this afternoon. Laps continue to wind down. 395 go on the scoreboard. We've got five laps to go. Jimmy Johnson leads the field back over to turns one and two. Bill Elliott now a little over a second behind. Ricky Rudd now has bypassed race leader Jimmy Johnson through turns three and four last time by. Johnson's car went way up the racetrack. He lost a little bit of time. It's allowed Bill Elliott to close in just a touch. Rudd was three laps down, now just two laps down, but it won't matter as Jimmy Johnson comes back to the line and sees the signal for just four laps to go. Bill Elliott rides second, Jeff Burton third, Ryan Newman fourth, and Dale Jarrett fifth. Leaders pretty much spread out as they come into the corner, watching Jimmy Johnson regroup onto the back straightaway, staying with the lap car of Ricky Rudd, has about 10 to 12 car lengths between himself and Bill Elliott, who rides second. The laps will wind down to three to go this time when the leader comes off turn number four. Jimmy Johnson brings it back down to the line. He's had a quick car all day long. All he needs to do now is keep it off the concrete walls for three more laps, and he may be heading to victory lane. He's off turn two. Below Chevrolet Monte Carlo, glued down to the inside of the racetrack. He looks back. He sees Bill Elliott closing in just a tad, but he's still at speed. Johnson is trying to stay with the lap car of Ricky Rudd back to the corner. A little further back, Bobby Hamilton and Robbie Gordon had a battle going on for the seventh position. Gordon falls back in line. Ricky Craven now comes into that battle. He works to the outside of Robbie Gordon while Jimmy Johnson again heads onto the back straightaway. Here comes Johnson now working up onto the back stretch. They'll encounter the lap car of Matt Kenseth. Kenseth is off the pace and down to the inside. Leaders flash by him off the end of the back stretch. But Jimmy Johnson still maintains his lead back to the corner. Jimmy Johnson comes off turn number four. He looks at the flag stand and the white flag is waving. One lap to go for Jimmy Johnson. Let's follow him around as he heads over to turns one and two. Less than one mile remains for Jimmy Johnson now who brings it back into turn number two all by himself not being challenged from behind following the lap car of Ricky Rudd. Off the end of the back stretch. Here comes Jimmy Johnson looking for checkers in the first state of Delaware. In only his 13th start, Jimmy Johnson won at California Speedway earlier this year, and now, just a little over a month later, he scores his second Winston Cup win here at the Dover International Speedway in the MBNA Platinum 400. Jimmy Johnson gets the win. Bill Elliott comes in second. Jeff Burton is third. Ryan Newman fourth, and Dale Jarrett fifth. Jeff Gordon rolls in sixth. Seventh is Ricky Craven. Robbie Gordon is eighth. Bobby Hamilton ninth. Elliott Sadler is tenth as we go to pit road. Well, crew chief Chad Canals here. Chad, the tires you took on the t- stop before, was that the difference? We had a really good set of tires that last time. Uh, we came up on the air pressures a little bit because we really wanted them to sprint. And I'll tell you what, Jimmy just got up on the wheel. We were a little concerned about fuel, so that caution is exactly what we needed. That put us over the top. That's just, uh, I'll tell you what, I have got the best driver in Winston Cup. I have got the best crew. I've got the best teammate. I've got the best car owner in Winston Cup. I'll tell you what, this is just this is a dream come true right here. I couldn't be happier. Congratulations. Thank you. Chad Kadaus and his crew go to Victory Lane. And we'll be heading down there to hear from Jimmy Johnson along with the other top finishers in a minute. 
NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Ford. The official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. Been a long day for Jimmy Johnson and the rest of the drivers here at Dover this afternoon, but he's heading for victory lane. We'll head down to pit road and hear from some of the top finishers. Let's go down there now and see if we can get a word from Bill Elliott. Well, Bill started second, finished second. Long day. Tell us about your run. Well, it was a good run. Everything went well. You know, the guys did a heck of a job. Just, man, I couldn't catch him. I did everything I could there at the end and got close, but just couldn't get there. Overall, the car seemed, car seemed to be reasonably consistent. Had to make some adjustments. What were they during the day? Well, we stayed tight. You know, we, we tightened it. We were a little loose, that second set of tires, and we tightened it up. And then it got too tight, and we chased that the rest of the afternoon. But, you know, all in all, these guys, they're doing a heck of a job for me, and I'm just proud of every one of them. He wanted to make Ray Everham his car owner, a happy car owner. He did that. Jeff Burton held off Ryan Newman for a close third place. Go over to Adam Alexander. 33rd to third for Jeff Burton. You guys fought it all day long, able to bring it home in the top five. Talk about the run, Jeff. Well, I want to thank uh, Matt Kenseth and all of his team. We uh, They came up here and tested. We used a lot of their setup stuff. Uh, we were way too loose to start of the race and uh, got a lap down, but kept working and uh, got the thing tightened up. And then we got we were able to drive back up to about sixth or seventh. And then we had a, I don't know, from a fifth to a tenth place car the rest of the time. And uh, then we, we got to, we were about a fifth place car at the end. We put on two, we ended up third. So a great pit strategy. And real proud of my guys. We kept fighting all day and got a good finish. At one point, you took on no tires, went 108 laps on right sides. How did the car run at that point? Well, my car didn't really like two tires. It wanted four, but we were, we were willing to gamble a little bit. We hadn't won this year. And, uh, you know, we put on four. We knew we weren't going to win because we thought other people would put on four. Some people would put on two. So the right thing to do is put on two and give ourselves a chance. You never know what's going to happen if you put yourself in position. Solid run for Jeff Burton. Comes home third today. Now let's get a word with Winston Kelly and Ryan Newman. It was a Ray Bestus Rookie of the Year day. One of them wins. One of them comes home fourth. Ryan from 38 to fourth. Tell us about your run. Well, congratulate Jimmy Johnson, first of all. Those guys did a heck of a job all day. And, you know, we just needed track position. It seemed like we had a good race car, but the air just kept screwing us up. And, uh, you know, eventually once we got up there, got some track position and some pit strategy, uh, we were a contender, but uh, not there until the end. I wish it was a 500-mile race now. You just about got Jeff Burton at the end. Tell us about that. Just, uh, you know, he didn't take tires, and I had, and it's just a matter of four tires versus no tires. And, you know, we raced clean, and that was fun. Ryan Newman comes home fourth here at Dover. Hey, let's see if we can hear from Dale Jarrett. Solid run for Dale Jarrett today. Started 31st, able to bring it home in the top five. Dale, you guys able to make a lot of changes to this car and got a top five out of it. Yeah, I had, uh, actually at one point there I thought I had, I had the car to beat. Uh, with a little more than 100 to go, I'd, we'd run up to second and uh, was catching the 48. But uh, last two sets of tires we put on made my car tight in the center of the corner, and I just couldn't roll there, and uh, that hurt our chances. But uh, congratulations, Jimmy Johnson. Uh, young man's doing a great job and uh, did another one here today. You can't get from 31st to the top five without some work in the pit area. Those guys did a good job getting you out all day long. Yeah, they were really good in there today. Uh, they do a good job week in and week out, but today uh, they were especially good. Uh, we made up a lot of positions in the pits every time, and uh, all the credit goes to them. Dale Jarrett starts 35th, 31st. He comes home 5th this afternoon at Dover. And we'll go down and hear from Jimmy Johnson in a minute. Jimmy Johnson looks like he's bouncing all over Victory Lane down there. Let's go down there right well, now with Jim Phillips. He's, well, he's got a big smile on his face he should have. 
Was it the last caution or the last set of tires that made the difference for you today? No, we were, we were real good all day, and it was just nice there at the end when we had to come through the pack that uh, the car wasn't too loose. It was good and free, but it's it uh, the banking would catch me coming up off the turn. I'd get some passes on some people. Uh, you know, race a couple guys real hard, um, but, you know, it was at the end of the race and, and time to go. Once we got in the lead there, it was just time to, to try to save the tires, and then that caution came out there at the end and had me worried for a minute, but once they dropped the green flag, we were able to stretch it out. Uh, I knew we were going to be in good shape. When that caution did come out and Ricky Rudd was up front uh, all day long, the leader had had the advantage and you were deep in the pack. Did you think you were dead in the water at that point? I did at first once we got back going to that green and Ricky checked out. But then uh, I just kept focusing on the cars in front of me and we're picking them off. And next thing you know, the 28 was in front of us and we're able to get by him. But, uh, you know, I I wouldn't have been able to be out here today if it wasn't for Chad Knauss and all these guys standing here behind me. They gave me a kick butt race car. I've been giving me great race cars all year long. Um, you know, we had a shot of win Richmond at Lowe's Motor Speedway, and then finally here we didn't, uh, I didn't blow it, I should say, and brought this baby home to victory lane. Well, I know Friday afternoon you were disappointed that you qualified only like ninth. Yeah, well, you know, it wasn't a real smooth lap. Jeff and I were both a little surprised that our lap, uh, you know, kept us in the top ten. But uh, we'll take it, man. When, when it's good, it's good. And I got to thank everyone at Lowe's and all the employee owners for all their support. They've been overdue for this kind of success on the racetrack, and I'm just glad to bring it to them. Okay, now, even though it's only May, does this make – things start thinking of the bigger picture than just being a rookie and just finishing races yeah you know i mean points racing is a tough thing to do and i set out in my mind to points race ryan all year long for the ray bestest rookie of the year battle and uh be doing that with the success we've had on the track i mean who knows uh may, maybe we'll be at the front table in uh new york uh, i doubt it i mean i don't think it's it's very probable for a rookie to do that but we're sure going to try could be the first. First always happens sometime. That's Jimmy Johnson. He wins at Dover in the NBNA Platinum 400. And only his 16th NASCAR Winston Cup start. He's picked up his second Winston Cup victory and also moves up to second in the championship point standings. Coming into the race today, he was fifth. He's up to second, just 136 points behind leader Sterling Marlin. Time now for Barney and me to select the winner of the Ray Bestest Break of the Race Award. We'll award $500 to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries from Ray Bestus Breaks in the name of the driver who received the best break in today's event. Well, there are a few drivers who uh, kind of got a decent break, but I, I think he got the best break, Jimmy Johnson, because you heard him say down there and also on pit road that that caution that came out there, they were not real sure they were going to make it on fuel, but that, did, that made the difference of, of maybe ending up coasting around out there and finishing 8th 10th or whatever, and then go into victory lane. I like Jimmy Johnson. I'm with you on that. So Ray Bestus Brakes, the official brakes of NASCAR, awards $500 in the name of Jimmy Johnson, today's winner, to the Motor Racing Outreach Children's Ministries. From the Dover International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. At Dover, Jimmy Johnson has won the MBNA Platinum 400. Let's take a look at the full field rundown. Jimmy Johnson is the winner. Bill Elliott finishes second. Jeff Burton ran third. Ryan Newman was fourth. Dale Jarrett finished fifth. And Jeff Gordon sixth. Ricky Craven was seventh. Robbie Gordon was eighth. Bobby Hamilton ninth. Elliott Sadler tenth. Tony Stewart will finish eleventh. Kurt Busch twelfth. Sterling Marlin thirteenth. Casey Atwood fourteenth. And Terry Labonte runs fifteenth. It's Bobby Labonte sixteenth. Rusty Wallace was seventeenth. Todd Bodine was eighteenth. Ricky Rudd nineteenth. And twentieth goes to Kyle Petty. Michael Waltrip's twenty-first. Mike Skinner is twenty-second. Jimmy Spencer's twenty-third. Stacey Compton twenty-fourth. 
and Steve Grissom make up your top 25. Hutch Strickland finished 26th today with Jerry Nadeau 27th, Kevin Harvick 28th, Dave Blaney was 29th, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. finished in 30th. Tony Raines comes in 31st in his first Winston Cup start. 32nd was John Andretti, Chad Little was 33rd, Brett Bodine 34th, and Jeremy Mayfield was 35th. Ken Schrader finished 36th, Ward Burton was 37th, Jeff Green 38th, Steve Park was 39th, and Matt Kenseth came in 40th. Mark Martin was 41st, Dick Trickle 42nd, Joe Nemechek finished in 43rd. We had seven caution flags today, 14 lead changes among eight drivers. We gave you the separation between first and second of the championship points after today's race. 136 with Sterling Marlin leading Jimmy Johnson. Jeff Gordon is third. Matt Kenseth is fourth. Rusty Wallace is now fifth. Mark Martin, who came into today's race second, has fallen down to the sixth position in the championship point standings. Again, quite a day for rookie Jimmy Johnson, who picks up his second NASCAR Winston Cup win. Voices you heard on our broadcast today, Mike Bagley covering the action for us out on the turns, Jim Phillips, Winston Kelly, and Adam Alexander patrolling the pit lane for us here today. Our scoring was handled by Linda Cressman. Our spotters were Charlie Cressman and Angel. Our broadcast engineer, Jim Moody. Our satellite engineer, Mike Weaver. Our pit runners, Walt Bagley and Paul Horvath. Our production assistants today, David Brandt, Kay Pinchbeck, Chris Simeon, and Inez Bagley. Don't forget to listen for NASCAR Today with daily news and information on NASCAR racing. NASCAR Live with Eli Gold, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. And the World of Racing daily with commentary from NASCAR drivers on the issues of the day. Next week, we move on to the Pocono Speedway. But today, again, we say congratulations to Jimmy Johnson, who has won the MBNA Platinum 400. MRN Radio. Coverage of the MBNA Platinum 400 has come to you from Dover International Speedway. Sponsored by MBNA, issuer of the official NASCAR credit card. By Pontiac. Can you handle a Pontiac Grand Prix? By AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. By Craftsman, the official tools of NASCAR, CART, and the NHRA. Craftsman, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series. By Napa Auto Parts. Napa, we keep America running. By Budweiser, with the crisp, clean, refreshing taste you'll find in no other beer. This Bud's for you. By the Home Depot, NASCAR's home improvement warehouse. By Pfizer Men's Health. Tune up for life. By Ray Bestis, the best in brakes, certified for your safety. By 76 Gasoline, makers of the official fuel of NASCAR. By Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Two-way communications by Racing Radio. For trackside rental and sales, visit the TrackScan vendor, an authorized affiliate of Racing Radio. And by Ford, the official truck of NASCAR is built Ford Tough. The executive producer for MRN is David Hyatt. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.